Have you ever just thought to yourself, why me? Why is life so unfair? What do other people see? When they watch me walk by, when I catch my reflection, people run like I have a contagious infection. But it's not my mental health. I know that can be crushing. I'm talking about plaque psoriasis. Bet you didn't see that coming. I'm sick of the judgment, the discomfort and itching. Vitama cream is the once daily steroid-free treatment I know I've been missing. Vitama Tepinarov Cream 1% is a prescription topical treatment for adults with plaque psoriasis. Do not use if you're allergic to Vitama Cream. The most common side effects of Vitama Cream include red raised bumps around the hair pores, pain or swelling in the nose and throat, skin rash or irritation, including itching and redness, peeling, burning or stinging, headache, itching and flu. Tell your doctor about all the medicines you take and if you're pregnant or plan to be. Ask your doctor if Vitama Cream is right for you. You deserve more from your topical. To learn more, visit topicaluprising.com. Hey screeners, how are you doing? It's me, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. And double V, the Viceroy, very similar to me, to Nico Leroux. Okay, we are back, we are back, we are back. It's another fun, exciting episode. A um, bit earlier than uh, than normal, but hey, we, we did allude to this. It's only 40 minutes off, to be honest, so it's, it's not the world's biggest killer. It's not the world's biggest killer, but yeah, we're here. Um, we are going to try and keep it condensed because yeah um some daddy duties and boyfriend duties uh, and the rest of it it's, it's um yeah yeah but hey we we do welcome you all and um, we can see some people are tuned in already so thank you guys and welcome and yeah we're gonna go on to keep it flowing um yeah how you doing nick before i get into the topic tired tired getting getting used to life as a father but blessed as always my man i'm i'm, I'm enjoying what's happening and very, very surprised by how this list turned out, actually. So can I can I just be honest with this? Sorry, I just saw <laughs> it was your message going through, letting people know we're here. Hey, Ozopsy? Oz- hey, That's how, Yusef. How hey, Yusef. Hey, you're back, dude. Nice to see you. Thank you very much for tuning in. Opa, 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 opa. It begins as Pedro Santos. Hey, Pedro. How are you doing as well, sir? Um, yeah, so yeah, it, it's it, it's funny. So uh, no 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 um, prizes out there for guessing how we came along with this topic. It, uh, <laughs> celebrating fatherhood at the moment we came out. I do believe with you know I I think I took it um, at, at face value. Ah, easy, slap it together. No, <laughs> then it became a thing of. <laughs> I mean, you, you were you were correct. You did say featuring, so it's not entirely yes. focused on. And correct. what I tried to do is I tried to avoid the, the major reaches, but there were some. And then some of the films that I've seen, I was like, <laughs> muscle memory is not on your side, my friend. You need to revisit these. <laughs> and I had because I'd left it too late, I haven't. So like the, the order is just based on like my initial enjoyment, if you would. It's an interesting one for me, but I what I've done is I've done my bottom three feature pregnancy, and then after that it starts to heavily be pregnancy involved. How much I remember it is a different situation. Okay, <laughs> I, it's similar sort of line. There are some I mean, looking at my list now. There are definitely some movies which, even if we'd gone about as opposed to just featuring, they still would have been where they are. Mixed memorabilia is here. Thank you, Mixed Memorabilia, for joining us. Hello, everyone. Hello to you, hey. too. Um, and yeah, th- th- listen, my top three, I'd say, are heavily about, and they are 
literally written in stone for me. Four through five are kind of more allegorical. Six and seven are definitely about. And eight through ten are kind of featuring. Eh, ten you could argue is about, but ten is stupid. Um, anyway. Fair play. Fair play. I, I have. I mean, yeah. We, I, I think we have one that is stupid. But hey, it, I, I'm sure it's a common one. Um, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those. I didn't want to kick off with it because every week seems to kick off with this sentiment, but I will kick <laughs> it off. We will be revisiting this topic at a later date. Because... Oh, shit, will we? <laughs> I, I, bro, I'm not going to lie. I actually struggled to put a full top 10 together. I was I was rushing the last sort of 72 hours to find the missing two. And I was watching some movies that I hadn't seen before. And I was watching them and I was like, you're not that good. Like, you're not uh, going the in. Thing, the thing is, there are some that are like that. There was one. Um, I know I need to... It's one that, It's probably on your list, but I know I need to revisit it because I tried and I just felt like you are dragging and I don't have the time for this today. <laughs> I do not have the time. <laughs> I really just don't have the time to do this. Um, there are others. I mean, when you're touching on pregnancy, you're either going to be very emotional or it's just the very bait rom-com like it, it like you could literally paint the numbers on what's going to happen in there and um when you say that i've only got one rom-com <sighs> biffa the hobbit's back hey and nico biffa. and aj hello to you biffa how are both from bomba and riri thomas is here good evening hope you are both well riri always better now that you're here thank you for joining this us. this is what i was about to say the, the screen is in the house so the silver screen dudes are good like this is it this is, I'm, I'm happy i'm doing good Bro, yeah, only one romantic I, comedy for me on this one, bro. Fair play, fair play. Like most of the, but then you might have drawn for some stuff that I, I might have drawn for some stuff that you're going to be like, that is cheese, fromage, one hundred percent. So one hundred one AJ, possibly, but it also falls within the category. So I'm, I'm just honouring what the category is about, and that's why. But then I do feel there are other films in there. There are some scenes that are running in my head, and I'm not sure if they're from TV shows or something. I can't remember, and I'm like, I know more pregnancy films than this. <laughs> like it's weird. There so are I pregnancy like... films out there. The challenge has been finding good ones. It really has been quite challenging. That that can also be a that can also be a topic. So that's why I'm like it, it potentially can because I feel that. Do you know what it is? Is when you start to do your research, you start to see a lot of stuff out there. And again, mm. had I not taken it for granted, I may have seen a few more of them. These are some stuff that I knew were going to be cheese. I knew the pattern, so I've left it. Others are a lot deeper, and I was like, "Whoa, I did not know you existed." Like, so this is why I'm like, potentially it could be revisited. I'm not saying it's set in stone; it has to be. But the spectrum is wide, and I feel that we might be like. The comments haven't come up yet, and guys, you are more than welcome to write your own top tens, as per usual. We will advise when. But it's <clears throat> like, yeah, the edutainment can continue. That's just all I'm saying. It can. And you know you've you've come across an interesting list when someone like Mixed Memorabilia says, my mind went blank when you put this out. That's a statement. Because <laughs> if you don't already, guys, go and follow Mixed Memorabilia on Twitter and Mixed Memorabilia. My movie fan over here has got some serious knowledge. <laughs> when, when they say I've got three, it's like, well, they, that that's actually says a lot. Bifford the Hobbit says, I wonder if Rosemary's Baby is on anyone's list. Mm, I wonder. Stay tuned. And Pedro Sanctor says, I sent several suggestions. Also feel that pregnancy and parenthood are obviously connected yet different themes. Very correct. 
Very, very correct. So really? this is the thing. Yeah. Sorry, carry okay. on. I was just going to say, this is the thing. And I tried to break that line down. And also, oh, I should have uploaded the picture. I got to see the the goddaughter recently. So, and that was part of our discussion. Should we do it? And then I'm like, maybe it should be another topic. That could also be another topic because parenthood. I think you need to fill in the blanks there. The goddaughter. So basically, my daughter is also AJ's goddaughter. I made him so it hasn't officially been done, but yeah, but yeah. So I, I, I finally got to see the the little lady recently, and very cute, my lad. Um, and we, we were kind of discussing it, and we had to draw that line. We are talking pregnancy. We aren't talking parenthood. So it's it's it. They can be connected. One can start off with pregnancy and end in parenthood. It can be just pregnancy focused. There are many different themes to this. So sometimes they're interconnected. Sometimes they're a bit separate. Have you seen the comment from Riri Thomas? Not as yet. I, I chose to not read it. I, I don't know how to answer it. So okay. Riri Thomas says, random question, but I've been debating with a friend of mine and would like to hear both of your opinions. Who would you say is the better actor, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio or Christian Bale? Riri Thomas, I can tell you this. You are in very good company because as AJ will testify to here, I am the world's biggest defender of Christian Bale and the world's biggest cheerleader of DiCaprio. So you have so hit the right notes for me here, and I genuinely do not know how the fuck to answer this. I find I, it tight. I'd lean DiCaprio. Lean, I was exactly going to say that. I lean DiCaprio. Um, don't get me wrong. Bale has been a chameleon, an absolute chameleon. Like, let's take... Um, Bale oh, is not... Vice. Vice. Like, let's take Vice, for instance, where he mm. literally has morphed. Um, American Hustle, where he morphed versus The Machinist versus his roles in Batman. His outstanding role, I maintain, is always going to be the fighter, the David O. Russell film. <sighs> Bale or DiCaprio? Poor. I'd give a different answer on a different day. Today, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to say DiCaprio. I think DiCaprio wins on that one, because I was leaning that. You've also got... A, some would say because he's been doing it longer means Bale might take the title, but... Leo's been doing this since he was a kid, man. Like, They've both been doing it since they were kids. I know, but let, let's be honest. The Bale, they, Bale was a kid in Empire of the Sun. Literally a 10-year-old. They've both been at this since they were buddies. No, no, no. Yeah. Then, you know, then you have no, to but... move on to who's won more accolades. DiCaprio's got the best actor. Bale's won the best supporting actor. Like, Do you know... They're I both might, might... celebrated and respected actors. It's almost impossible. I was thinking of putting it to the um, just haven't shown love to the Insta because that would have been a good poll to put out there and let the screeners put it out but yeah all 10 followers isn't really going to make much of an impact at the moment so, the thing um, is to answer this question is I I got to look at what I believe are their best roles and what jumped off the screen more bail for me his best role is possibly the fighter DiCaprio everyone probably pulls for the wolf of Wall Street I still think he was fire in uh, Blood Diamond. Bro, okay, it's the one that got in the Oscar, so it's a big one, but like, you could even go with like The Revenant. You can even go for stuff like The Man in the I mean, The Revenant, he wasn't acting, it was real. He ate a buffalo's heart, for fuck's sake. He's a vegan, and he was like, I'm eating raw meat, you fucks. Give me the Oscar. <laughs> even, <laughs> down to, even down to stuff where it's not essentially... I don't want to say it's not a great movie. I had great fun with it, but... Stuff like Django Unchained, where he is that despicable southern plantation owner. Like, you know, he he <sighs> he gives you takeaways, man. He gives you takeaways. Mm. And let's be honest, 
There are Leonardo DiCaprio memes. There is no Christian Bell meme out there. <laughs> are you kidding me? There's no Christian Bale meme out there. Which one are we going to go for? Go. The one Whichever where he one. lost his rag on Terminator Salvation? There's not just a meme for him. There's not just a gif for him. There's an entire soundbite for him losing his shit. Bro, that, that Leo from like... um. You know where he, they, that one is always done from again Django the yeah, yeah. the freaking cheers from um uh Great Gatsby yeah Great Gatsby like they, they, those are the ones that run it and then people are always talking about how Jack could have survived on the freaking Titanic like there are pictures of that shit. What if Kate Ways a lot had moved her fat ass out of the way? Anyway, I'm, I'm not sorry. sorry. I'm that was a joke. I'm kidding. I know. I know. I'm just hey. I'm just outlining but uh, you know this is what i'm saying Le leo's moments are captured man whereas I, 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 I don't think bales are any less like i just don't for me they're on par uh people seem to have been sw swinging with bale though i'm just reading through the comments here yeah see what you've done here riri you've opened you've opened the pandora's, pandora's box, box. Uh, just quickly, Biffa the Hobbit says, I wonder if Junior starring Arnold is on anyone's list. It very well might be. Pedro Sancto says, congratulations on becoming a godfather. It's an honor that comes with great responsibility. You hear that, AJ? I couldn't refuse. Sorry. Mixed memorabilia says, Bale. Andy Hart's here, but says, sorry, guys. Free and not free tonight, so won't be sticking around. Have a great show. So many excellent movies in this category. Andy, great to hear from you. Hope you'll catch the podcast. Agro84 says, Leo seems to choose the better roles, but both are damn fine actors. Oh, yes. Can I say chooses the better roles or is offered the better roles? I, 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 I can't draw a distinction between there. When you're actors of that level, all you do is choose. No, but well, what I'm getting at is, okay, you can say you're chosen, but these roles are offered to Leo more than they're offered to Bale. Do you get where I'm trying to go with this? No, nope. I'm not saying he's done shit films, but was like th these blockbuster films that we're drawing to or what have you. And you could say the great films. It, yeah. Okay. It was chosen. He chose to play it, but they're thrown at him. I'm just saying. I think a... Bale's far more selective than Leo is in his roles. Leo's got the privilege of being Scorsese's muse. Potentially. I'm just putting it out there. Mm, I'm not sure I agree though. Um, Egre, yeah, Leo used the better roles, both fine actors. Ha Pedro says, Have either DiCaprio or Bale done stage work? I don't think they have, not to my knowledge. No, I do believe if if, if what it sounds bad, but I do believe Bale would have done more stage work before Leo. Yeah, no, I don't know why. Yeah, well, he's it's... British, isn't he? Of course, he would yeah. have. Um, Mexican Bibilia says, If we're talking out and out actor, no doubt Bale. Bifford the Hobbit says, I prefer Bale. Uh, also says, Best Bale's best role is Empire of the Sun when he was a kid. And some would argue that DiCaprio's best role is what's eating Gilbert Grape, also when he's a kid. Pedro Sancto says in film, DiCaprio has had better opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you agree with that, but that's the same fucking statement I just made about being no, offered. No, he's had better opportunities, but I literally said he's Martin Scorsese's muse. So, of course, he's had better opportunities. Oh, it comes down to it. This is what I'm saying. It's what's being offered, what's on the plate. If you've got Scorsese offering it to you, it's there, isn't it? That's why that was the question I put out. It may not have been worded properly, but it's the same statement. But anyway, we progress. <laughs> uh, Edgar84 says, Bale is more extreme when it comes to physically... Yes, physically that changing if Leo looks like Leo in every film. Um, Andy is going to catch the podcast. By the way, guys, uh, if you are watching live and you want to actually go back and you can't stay for the whole show, we do have this podcast available. iOS, Android, Spotify, AJ, run it off. 
Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Deezer, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, TuneIn, Stitcher, Geo7, and all you have to do is search for the movie Mount Rushmore. Yep, that's it. Uh, Mixed memorabilia says, with respect, DiCaprio lost his Irish accent halfway through Gangs of New York. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But he kept his South African accent all the way through Blood Diamond. Uh, Biffa the Hobbit thinks DiCaprio's best role is Django, and Riri Thomas says, was going to say, you don't want to annoy Bale. Yeah. Exactly. You really, yeah, that's in reference to the soundbite. You don't want to piss off Bale. Uh, Bifford the Hobbit says Bale got tons of meme with American yeah, Psycho. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Point take it. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Bale was mesmerizing in hostiles. Pedro Sanctos says neither of them have played pregnant though. Ah, I think that's a, uh, that's a Bale little party. hint to get on with it. <laughs> okay, cool. So, what was that last one? No, it's AJ's got my point when it comes to who, who's, when it comes to who one's able to work with. There you go. Right, thank okay. you. <laughs> Didn't want to acknowledge it. No. Who's that last one? <laughs> anyway, cool. Right. Okay. So, without wasting any more time, Nico, would you like to tell everyone what the movie about Rushmore is all about? It's a top 10 show between two best friends from school. But for those of you joining us for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. We are live right now on YouTube. We're trying to aim to come out on YouTube pretty much every single Tuesday at about 8 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. BST. That's British Standard Time. And if you can't catch us on YouTube, we are available on all podcast platforms, iOS, Android, and Spotify, as AJ just said. How does the Movie Matt Rushmore podcast actually work, though? We get assigned a topic. We go our separate ways. We come right back here and record our individual top 10s. This week, I... You, he, who? Lisa. Me? Me. This week, I will go first delivering my bottom three, then Edger will deliver his bottom three, I will deliver my next two, Edger will deliver his next two, and then when we get to our top five, we will trade one apiece. If at any time, while we are writing off our individual top ten lists, one person has a movie in a high position, that person will say... Punt. And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both rounded off our individual top 10 lists, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre, which this week is... Top 10 movies featuring... Featuring, not about, not involved, but involving, but featuring uh. pregnancy. Yes, we were very careful with our wording to allow for a little bit more flexibility with our choices. Uh, I'm going to kick off with my number 10. I said it's not a great film, but I rewatched it. It's got its moments of charm. I'm going to go with Junior. Punt. Okay. In at number nine, this is... Okay, so let me bring up the number nine, and then I'll explain what my logic is for putting this on. In at number nine, it's the third part in, I think it's a quadrology now, a French quadrology, Taxi 3. Or Taxi 3. In, oh. yes, no? No, it's not in there. So here's the thing, right? Do you have a Nicolas Cage movie on your list? No. Okay. Do you have... There was another film I watched, which I was trying to... Do you have a Clive Owen movie on your list? No. Okay, I can talk then. So I wanted to put Raising Arizona in my top ten which is an old Nick Cage movie. He's got an early appearance from Jordan Goodman. Like, they are young, young as time in this film. Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. 
It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm, not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about 6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 323232 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 323232 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 323232 now text grade to 323232 um, no one ever said that, but anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's normally the other way around. Time old time, old time. Anyway. Yeah, hey, 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 time is infinite, isn't it? We can go, well, there we go. yeah, look, I wanted to put Raising Arizona in there. I watched Raising Arizona, I do not care much for that movie, it dragged as drag. And then I wanted to finally correct one of my great wrongs in life, which was to watch Children of Men with Clive Owen. You try finding that thing. I looked. No, 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 no. Don't challenge me. Don't challenge me. No, I am challenging you. I look there too. I don't know. Bro, even when you do your stereotypical watch children of men online free and you get one of those dodge websites that, you know, you have to click through a million and one ads. There is some weird blocker going on with children of men whereby you cannot find this film. Like it's paid everywhere and just know. Yeah, that's out of order. That's out of order. I've just seen that it's paid. You just seen Go go screw yourself. Um, yeah. I will, I will, what I will do, and it's one of those things that really bugged me because of last week. I don't take anything on face value now. I will check BBC iPlayer. Yes. I will check I will check Netflix because maybe who is the distributor? Because I wonder if it's on um Disney Plus. No, I looked on Disney Plus. It's not. I have looked on all of the streaming services which we, I, you collectively have subscription services to. Netflix, Prime, Disney+, Plus, BBC iPlayer, ITV, Channel 4. I looked everywhere. Put Locker. <laughs> Bro, I looked on Put Locker. Come again? That's I what changed I'm my IP there. and looked on Put Locker. It wasn't even on Put Locker. You cannot mm. find this movie. And then when you do the whole watch children and Ben online free into just a Google search engine. One of the first notifications you had is because of a dispute between the studio and the UK, this film, there's some bullshit about there's this massive legal thing around children of men, which I wasn't even aware of. So I was like, well, this is supposed to be a great film that I haven't seen. And I'm not going to get a chance to see it. Had I watched children of men, maybe it would have made the list. As a result, I got stuck at the 11th hour with nine movies. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to pull taxi three in there now, aren't I? (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you know what I love? Is that even though it's the pool, it's still outdone your number 10. <laughs> it's, it's all of a 15 second scene, but hey, go for it. Um, what, in Taxi 3? Yeah. Is it Taxi 3? Like, there's See, no... I mean, yes, it is, but here's the, here's the thing that the reason it stuck with me is because they built up to that reveal so well throughout the movie. And so if you guys, if you haven't seen any of the taxi movies, the only one you really need to see is the original French taxi film. Do not go near that Queen Latifah bollocks. Um, you really want to see the original French taxi. It's superb. But yeah, they got, you know, it's taxi three is fun, but it, that's even I, that's I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. As much as I'm always the advocate for taxi in one way or another, I draw a blank. I do, as you said, taxi free. I'm squash. I'm scratching my head, and I, I just thought of Daniel doing his normal high speed chase and getting someone to a hospital in time. And is that the what? But now you said the no, no, no. Time. It's Emilian's wife. She's preggers, and the, the oh, what yeah. they do so well throughout the whole movie because you know for the previous two movies they've essentially objectified the living hell out of this tall, very, yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah, Amazonian yeah. leggy Aryan German woman, right? You know, they, they've objectified her to living fuck. In this movie, for reasons unbeknownst, you know, it's like someone saying, look at my titties, and then they take the titties away from you for an hour. And it's like, why did you take the titties away, right? That's kind of what Taxi 3 does to you. Because you only see her kind of in the way we've got ourselves framed out. It's kind of just upper chest up. And so you're wondering, like, why are we not seeing Emilian's wife? What's going on? And then what they do, which is so clever, is... He's essentially ducking her for the whole movie while they're preparing for this big heist, right? And she keeps on trying to get his attention. She keeps on trying to get his attention until eventually she puts her foot down and goes, Emilia, je suis enceinte. I'm pregnant. And he's like, oh, Petra, de depuis quand? Since when? And then the camera pans out and you see her belly out in. He, she's like, for nine months, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it kind of paints a nice picture of men and I did go through this during Anya's pregnancy because why buy, you know, the, the bun growing in the oven next door was very, very much a real thing to Anya. To me, it was, you know, it was an abstract concept. It's like, I knew I was going to be a father, but I wasn't going through the physicality of it. I was holding the baby. I was just kind of along for the ride. And really in hindsight, I think Taxi 3 captured that feeling that one goes through as a father-to-be really, really well. It's like, you're kind of just along for a ride and you're not that involved. And my God, if you choose to not pay attention, it's so easy to get sidewinded. I'm very happy to say Emilien did not happen to yours truly. But, you know, I watched the first 45 minutes of Taxi 3 again up until that moment. I was like, yeah, that's actually I, I think, on point. I think, I think we all know that because of the man don't fire blanks. But we won't get into that if you know you're there. Anyway. My man, you know I don't fire blanks. <laughs> um, right, just go through a few comments here quickly. Uh, Eggrow84 says, found this channel today with a No Time to Die rant. It was hilarious. I'll be tuning in for sure next week. Eggrow84, thank you. I'm blessed by how many people have found us through that bloody No, no know, Time to Die rant. A lot it's of them wonderful. must be thinking, who's this dude? Who's the other dude? Yes, I'm here. Like, we, yeah, it's a duo. But yeah, um, yeah, thank you. It's a duo, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Uh, Tucky's back and says there's a pregnant lady in Die Hard. Is that can't? No, that's too much of a rage. Uh, it, 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 it could have been. <laughs> oh, behave. 
It's, um, it's not in my list. It's not in my list. Clifford Hobbit says, shoot him up featuring Clive Owen. I have not seen that. Pedro that says, crazy I'll... as hell, yeah. It's crazy. Is it actually? Pedro says, I also found this channel after their Bond episodes. Really wish I could have participated in that. That was a fun episode that we did with Big Tone. That was a really, really fun Bond episode. Oh, I thought they meant the review. No, 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 no. The actual top 10. Uh, Riri Thomas says, Children of Men is fantastic. Have it on DVD. I really, 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 really want to see that film. Even more so now that I know there's this big uh, legal ban around it, you know? <clears throat> Just talk to Uncle AJ, bro. You got me. I see you. I see you. <laughs> Pedro says, so happy, <laughs> so happy to live in a city that still has truly amazing rental store. Yes, a physical brick and mortar movie rental store with over. Pedro, you mentioned this last time. Remind me where you live because I'd, I'd fly there now just for the I say, I want to say it's not Argentina. It's a Ooh. South American country. Pedro now. said he's from, I believe he said he's originally from Latin America. But I think, is it Portland? Does he reside in Portland? Pedro, remind me. Mixed memorabilia says, may have misunderstood the question and thought it's about film based on pregnancy, not that pregnancy features at some point within the film. That's cool. I could suggest a few now. Yes, mixed memorabilia. We've been liberal with the use of the word featured. Uh, Pedro says, Children of Ben is one of the greatest films of that decade. You see what I mean? I really wish I'd found this film. And Mixed Marabilia says, Taxi was a world cinema breakthrough success. You're damn right it was. Bifford the Hobbit says, I wonder if anyone added Titan to the pregnancy list. This year, Pandor winner. I no. think Mixed Marabilia recommended no. that one to me. And I didn't get around to doing it. Uh, Pedro Sanctus then finishes off. Any movie or TV show unavailable to stream for more than three years should become public domain in order to stop companies from hoarding libraries as they have no intention of making available to the public. I agree. It's Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark stuff. That completely agree. So, yeah, that was my number nine. My number eight is one of AJ's favorites. Kill Bill. So, just remind well, me, not... if, it, if it's in the top ten, we can discuss it now, yeah? Ten, nine, eight, we discuss now. Okay, my friend. My number nine. Very good. Kill Bill. I'm surprised now, it's so the... low for you. Because it features pregnancy. Oh, by the way, Uncle AJ's got you. That's what that notification was. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's featuring pregnancy, and I tried to very much focus. If, if it was based on my personal preference of a movie, at first that was my whole game. I was like, you know what? Screw the rest. I'm going to go with the bread. <laughs> but I was like, no, no, no. Challenge. But yourself. I feel you for that. Because the whole I, I... story of revenge is motivated by what she believes to be the loss of her unborn child yeah. because she no, was shot she, in the head. I mean, she was pregnant, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's, it's no, the pregnancy is a massive part of it, to be fair. Of course. It, it, she was being left with... Like, she was starting a new life. It's both the husband and the kid. Like, everything that she was going for yeah. in order to change a new life was there. I, I, I totally agree with that. Just, excuse me, just based on the fact that we see a pregnancy of all of... The first 10 minutes, maybe essentially, is what kind of helps. Yeah, me. bro, it's just the way I played it. Trust me, the, the logic. Had you honestly, if... had you put this high, I wouldn't have had a beef because I really I... believe this is this is hugely. Still... Listen, yeah. listen, my 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 bottom three all have this level of it features a pregnancy and it's it's not to be debated, really. And that's just the way I played it. Like, I, I'm just trying to, I just really wanted to honor pregnancy films for what they were. If you yes. would, and yeah. in in that, I was like, you know what? Pull back the rain, 
pull back the rain <laughs> and I just... Just kill Bill in case you've missed it. Way back at the end of season one or two, we did our top 10 movies of all time. That was only podcast only, not YouTube. AJ's second favorite movie ever is Kill Bill. Thank you. And like, let, let's get this out there. People believe, based on the way I spoke, not the way that I knew, but the way that I spoke, people believe that it was my all-time yes. favourite movie. Like, everyone was like, it's Kill Bill. Your favourite film is Kill Bill. Like, it's very hard to put your finger on it. And when I said to people, what do you think is my favourite film? Everyone's like, Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. Obviously, it's Kill Bill. Like, you, yeah. Kill Bill. Like, that, that's all that yeah. was there. So, yeah, it, for it to be my number nine was awkward. And I was like, I'm going to play this game. But I was like, no, I'm going to play it the other way. So... Of course, the bride is heavily fueled by the fact that Bill and the Deadly Vipers had fucked with her and her child, essentially her unborn kid. And um, yeah, she she's out for all that revenge. She's like she's out to right those wrongs. <laughs> now, I'm not saying she should have killed a room f- with of 88 people, but I but understand. I <laughs> Shout out to good old Chris Rock on that. Yeah, yeah. Nah, of course. Absolute classic in my eyes. I don't care what people want to say. It is the, bro, who some doesn't hate like it. Kill, who hates Kill Bill? I'm dating someone who's not a fan of Kill Bill. We've listened. You're dating someone who's also not a fan of Doctor Strange. Like, I'm dating someone who's not a fan of smartphones. But we won't get into it. Um, Pedro wants to know, AJ, did you like Kill Bill Volume Two? It's one movie to me. It's one movie to me. I was overly hyped. I do. If I had to lean, I will lean more towards number one. However, mm-hmm. number two has the monologue about Superman and Clark Kent, which I freaking love. Um, that will not be taken away. But I, I, yeah, I enjoyed number two. I'm not. It is all one movie. It had me pumped to see how it all ends. Um, this is, by the way, our first opportunity to say R.I.P. to the late great Sonny Chiba. Who played, yes, Hattori, played Hattori Hanzo? Of course, this is actually a good point because I remember when I saw the news and I, yeah, I was going to mention it and it completely slipped my mind. And yeah, RIP indeed. I do remember reading that and I was like, damn. God, what a legend, tribute. man. Freaking su- like, That's what I love about Tarantino. He'll come up with these absolute iconic gems who have been forgotten and he'll give them a new, like, lease of life. Like, yeah. to bring Sonny Chiba back was like, whoa, Hong Kong 80s called a love you. Uh, Tucky says I like this comment by the way Tucky says I'm throwing Godzilla 98 in Matthew Broderick buys pregnancy test for Godzilla in that movie lol love that I actually and... forgot about that because I like to be a bit out there that probably would have made the yes, list oh behave and Pedro Sancta says movie madness is the store in Portland Oregon I got Oregon right they also have a small museum with film costumes and props from Citizen Kane to Pulp Fiction oh Geek I, love I love this. Okay, interesting. Pedro, please remind us where you originate from, just because I, yeah, I just remember that came up before in a statement, but yeah, Portland, Oregon. I totally missed that last time. I just remember Latin America. I missed the previous comment, but yes, cool. That was my bottom three. AJ, your number 10 and your number eight, please. Right. Okay. So in at number 10 for me. Another film that was heavily influenced. It's not one of my favourite films. The sequel to it is The Terminator. Okay. So, completely, yes. I didn't... The only reason I didn't put it in is because I didn't think about it. And then I promised I'd shout them out here. It was Gavin Mann, who was the only person who thought about this on Twitter. 
and I want to shout them out because I said I would, at Gavin Mann's page, man spelt M-A, sorry, M-A-N-N, Gavin Mann's page, because this movie is completely about pregnancy. <laughs> 100%. 100%. There's no way in between it. I mean, it's the biggest con ever. I still want to try it out in a club. No, well, I'm taking now. But, you know, to try that one out in a club. Um, I, I'm from the future. I'm here to impregnate you. And gets away with it. Like, it's, it's absolutely unreal. You got game if you can do that. A hundred percent. Hey, Kyle Reese did. <laughs> um, yeah. Listen, if you watch Time at Your Mother, Barney Stinson got a girl's phone number by imitating a dolphin. So, sadly, <laughs> haven't seen that. Have you not watched Time at Your Mother? I, I'm a cat. Very, very, very casual viewer to that show. Very oh, it's good. I don't have a beef with it. I just didn't. I wasn't magnetized to it enough to be like, "Oh my god, how about your mother's on?" It'd be like, "Okay, nothing else is on." I, no physical beef with it. It just wasn't one that really caught me as a show. Pedro wants you to know that he's born and raised in Brazil. That's the one, Brazil. Thank Real. you very much. Obrigado. So, so thank you to you too. You are, so yes, rocket well, it dominator. More, it was more Pedro who answered my question, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, it's essentially the whole pregnancy film. It the, the whole franchise relies on Carl Reese coming back, meeting Sarah Connor, and the creation of John. And it it happens, and then it's the fight to eliminate the Terminator. Right? My one of my favorite films. I can't remember where it was. Probably number three or four. Definitely top mm-hmm. five. Terminator Two would not exist without this moment happening. Am I a big fan of Terminator One? Probably not. But um. Hey, I think I've it's great. Some people—it's a fun film. I just—I think I would have appreciated it a lot more had I seen Terminator One first. The okay. fact that I had seen two just was like, eh, "You're good, but you're not as good." It made a lot of sense to me why Sarah drops and backpedals when she first sees him in Terminator Two. I was like, "Ah, he was all kinds of evil back then." Like, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a good film. I'm not knocking it. I'm not—I'm not shitting on Terminator by any means. Why must um, not? No, no, that would be stupid. <laughs> but um, anything after Terminator 2, I'm more than happy to open the door for that criticism. But um, yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's essentially the, the the world the world freedom fighter that is John Connor. This is this is his birth. This is how it all begins. Couldn't leave it out. Now here's the crazy mind warp with Terminator. John Connor sends his dad back in time to make sure he's born. <laughs> there was something else I had the other... Okay. I was thinking about... Okay, here's a film... How is remember. his dad the right age to get with young Linda Hamilton in the past, having been sent there from the future? How is he the age he is? Like, is John 8 or something in the future? Weird, because he's already known as the Freedom Fighter. I know, right? Mind fuck. <laughs> Good point. Shit. Never thought of that. Yeah. Do you know another one that was in my head the other day? Anyway, I was... Robin Williams, is he on your list as a main character? Oh, yes. Okay, okay. I won't, I won't touch on it yet. But there's another film with Robin that I, I had a similar thought in my mind. It was all kinds of weird. It just hit me while going through this film. But okay, that was my number 10. Your in nine was Kill Bill, nine, so your eight. And in at number eight, again, in the very much pregnant for a moment, but we have to appreciate it. 
Blade. The film essentially starts with Wesley Snipes with Blade's mother being pregnant. The birth of Blade. Three things are sure in life. Death, taxes, and AJ talking about comic book movies. Here we go. I could replace it if you want. I could no, 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 no. I have no issue with it, bro. Featuring <laughs> pregnancy, Blade's existence is based on the fact that his mother was pregnant when she was bitten. So Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually also gonna play with um you haven't se- you haven't seen Snyder's zombie film yet, have you? Which one? Army the of the Dead. I'm... No, the other the one. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Why are we Talking in riddles. No, I because haven't. Because I'm just it asking if you've seen it. Because if it's on your list, then I'm not going to bring it ah, up. Ah, I see. Because there's a pregnancy scene in it, isn't there? Yeah. No, I have not seen. Okay, right. So that was the two element. That that was the other one I toyed with. Um, it was the the fact of a lady being pregnant and then a mutation takes place. The fact that Blade's mum becomes a vampire while Blade is <laughs> in in the in in the womb. And also, Army of the Dead was another one I toyed with because eventually oh, we see a baby. Film. Bro, we saw not army, dawn of, sorry. That's fine. Um, yeah, dawn of the dead. We see we see a baby zombie. So I nearly played with that, but then I was like, no, blade, blade, blade is blade, man. <laughs> I am not gonna I am not gonna take the two second blink and you miss it, baby, from Dawn of the Dead in exchange for Blade. So yeah, there is a um, zombie baby in Army of the Dead. I, it's I horrible. I haven't I haven't I, brought myself. Don't myself. don't do not watch that. Film. I just felt it, it dragged. Is... I have a it problem now. Shit. I have a problem with film. Put it this way: if a film drags, but it's worth it, is one thing. But you, you need to give me something in the beginning to really bring me in, and that film lacked it, if I'm honest. And mm. I, I, I'm getting a bit more impatient. I, if it was in the cinema, I probably would have watched it at the end because to this day, I have not walked out of the cinema. I don't think but... it's impatience, by the way. I actually, I, I, I take homage to that even though it was you who said it because i've been going through something very similar myself recently and it's with movies it's with games i think the onus is on the people creating entertainment to make entertainment with a capital e you need to get me from the get-go you know if we're talking video games there's a reason i don't buy call of duty games because i don't support a business model that releases the same freaking game with a few upgrades every single year if we're talking movies, it's the same thing. I won't really watch retreads if I can avoid them. Unless someone wants to say to me, this is life-altering. Then it's like, okay. But I really do think the onus is on the creators to entertain us. If something, you know, all things being subjective, if something doesn't resonate with you, you do not need to explain yourself as a human being to why something entertains you or not. Yeah. Like, no, I get that. I get that. I just feel some, you know, sometimes to me, you ever ask me about a film, a film is two hours. Yeah. Including credits. Anytime <laughs> I see a film go over that. No, no, no. Like I'm open to it being longer. I'm happy with films that are longer than that. I've appreciated a lot of films that are longer than that. Give me purpose for it. Yeah. If you added Lord an extra Rings. hour coming in. Lord of the Rings. You had to go for one. Listen, I'm, I'm open to it. It just, it just <laughs> you, challenges me. You, you give me a plate of food, I'm going to eat it. No, yeah, no, no, but I get it. But that can that entertains some. It doesn't for others. But I'm talking something like Army of the Dead, where it's over two hours, but it's like, why? Oh, it's, what, oh, what actual yeah. purpose? Do you get what I'm saying? Lord of the Rings is long. You, it might take a lot to digest, and you feel like I need to keep revisiting. Shit, The Godfather is another prime example of that. You need to revisit mm. it to really take it in. Yeah. Um, the Big Short, I don't even know the length of that film, but these are films that have length and you have to digest. That's mm. different. 
That's different. It may not be my my expected line of entertainment, but I'll embrace it. The other side of that being you're long for nothing, fuck off. Fuck right off. It's as simple as <laughs> you're long for nothing, fuck off. You should <laughs> no, but you get what I'm saying. But... Comments coming. Uh Tucky says, love the fact that Cameron was writing script for aliens during making Terminator and him getting aliens gig depending on Terminator's success. No Terminator, no aliens as we know it potentially. I did not know that. That's amazing. Interesting. Pedro takes exception to something we've said. I disagree with Terminator being about pregnancy, but you guys have an interesting point of view. There's certainly an element of inception that is key to the plot. I won't deny it. I don't want to hit spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Carl Reese dies in this film. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that means there is no taking place post Terminator 1. Yeah. In order to make Terminator 2. So she's they, make, they make boom boom in the cylinder pipe, didn't they? Yeah. But this is what I'm saying. So she's definitely pregnant in the film. 100%. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And the Terminator is definitely sent back to kill her pregnant, yes? Yeah, but there, there we are. So just, just working with that parameter, that's how I worked with it. So the, these are some of my heroes in 10, 9, and 8. Some of my heroes and their purpose, It short pregnancy led to great movies. It's the way mm. I viewed it. Yeah, that's how I, I can I go with that. Movie. Mixed memorabilia is kind of on Pedro's wagon there. Terminator, what a movie, but my mind doesn't link it to, link it to pregnancy. It might now. Let it, let it, have fun, have fun with it. <laughs> Frank Torres is in the house. Frank, hello, hello, hello. Okay. Hope everyone is well. Great to have you, Frank. Thank you. Bifford the Hobbit says in Rocky 2, Adrian reveals that she is pregnant. I wouldn't call that a pregnancy film. I agree. Hey, it features, <laughs> we didn't call it a pregnancy film. It features pregnancy. <laughs> By all means, it's featured. And Pedro Sanctos, I love the hate Nico has for Army of the Dead. That was an egregious experience. God damn right. <laughs> that was so many levels of insulting. I get... That, mm, no. Bifford the Hobbit is with us. I love long films, but Shang-Chi and No Time to Die was too long. No Time... Mm, I must not start. I must not start. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring the views. Go for it. <laughs> Fuck that film. <laughs> Seriously. They spend so fucking long on developing a plot that gets ended halfway through the movie. The villain is out to catch Spectre. He catches Spectre halfway through the movie. Oh, what do we do? Nanobots in there. Poisonous nanobots. Let's add another hour and a half to it. We'll add so much time, in fact, that when Bond dies, I said it, that when Bond dies, you give him... You do know the film's still in the cinema, yeah? Just, just say it. Fuck it. Uh, you give it a chink. He gets a chink from... from from, from freaking Q and the gang. And I've honestly seen more emotion at an office leaving party than at James Bond's death. The levels of fuckery. And the reason they had to rush it, because they took... Fuck that film. Shang-Chi, I don't know. I, I was okay with the length. I, I, I wouldn't dispute that it could have been shorter, but I wouldn't say it was too long. Shang-Chi, it wasn't too long, but it did drag in parts. This is what I'm saying. It could, it, I'm not going to argue. It needed tightening up. You could have knocked about 15 minutes. Yeah, 10, 15 minutes you could have knocked off of Shang-Chi, I think. Cool. 
and this, and this is just i love what's going on in the comment section here mixed memorabilia says can i just say hello to pedro and mention some brazil classics city of god pedro i hope i'm gonna say this right cidade de deus uh carandiru elite squad elite squad is fantastic i've seen that one and also with respect argentina 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 v brazil later tonight oh I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. Sorry. All we need, all we need now is um, for August to jump in. And hey, that, that conversation's really going somewhere. August Fernandez-Britos, yeah. where are you? One of our oldest watchers. And yeah. Tucky says, yeah, filming on Terminator was halted due to Arnie filming a Conan movie. During this time, Cameron was working on Alien Script. That's actually an amazing film fact. And Pedro sent us answers. Mixed memorabilia says, check out Bakurao. As far as football, not stoked with Brazil's national team at the moment. And considering they're already qualified, they'll both likely make it to the World Cup anyway. Yeah. The only interesting World Cup story going on at the moment is that Italy might not qualify. Oh, please let that happen. <laughs> Sorry, I, I only got this Google alerts. And as you know, I'm not the world's biggest football slash soccer fan. Mm. Did England just win a game 10-0 the other day? San Marino. I, I, listen, not... I just saw, listen, I just saw the thing come up. I saw 10 nil. San Marino sure aren't even a country. Bro, I, again, not, not my beef. I just wanted to know if that... Listen, they won 5 nil against... Um, England won their game 10 nil. France won their game against Kazakhstan 8 nil, And Germany, I believe, demolished Armenia. I think it was Armenia. Something like 9 nil. There have been some goals this week. As, as my late granddad would say, RIP. Um... Yeah, are they playing rugby? That used to be a thing when he heard these high scores. He's like, they're not big man. Scores this like last week during the qualifiers have been actually insane. That's mad. That's meanwhile, mad. It Italy came up on my phone today. Meanwhile, Italy like... with Northern Ireland. No disrespect if you're Northern Irish. Nil nil. Well, one's a former World Cup winner. Come on, obviously it's not the same team, but you know there's a certain pedigree to your. And Italy just won the Euros. But this is what I'm getting at. And so... a goal. It is what it is. Anyway, that was my 1098. Over to you, sir, with your number seven. Pedro Sanctus says, I absolutely hated no time today, Pedro. I knew I liked you. But that one moment of grief in the office sort of made sense to me if you consider Bond as a cold, distant person to work with. Yes, but the fans deserved a proper send-off if you were going to do the unjustifiable and kill him. I, I haven't seen, so I can't comment, but... I'm guessing there will be certain characters in there that should shed emotion, even if the rest of the place didn't give it some a little bit, just a tad. I, anyway, yeah. And moving on to the football, would love it to Italy to be out. Yes. And mixed memorabilia says, watch the Irishman and then straight away watched it again. Nearly nine hours. Oh man, you are a brave soul. That's that's. that's anyway, no, no, yeah. Well, that that so we've done that's our. Good. We've done our bottom three, so over to my number seven, yeah? Yep. One we've definitely all we've definitely seen, possibly a very young sexual awakening for us when we were early teenagers in the 90s. I'm gonna talk species with Natasha Heinstridge. So I'm gonna be honest, there was only one way to have seen this film for me, and that was volume down channel five. Like I couldn't yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be very back in the I'll day. That was something manual levels of hot, wasn't it? Bro, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, as you said, there was an awakening, it was, it was a yeah, yeah, it is what it was. I couldn't tell you any plot, it just 
visual. I, I mean, I rewatched it for this list. It's as B movie as you like, but do you know what? I I, I appreciate movies that are B movie and that they embrace the fact that they're B movies. It's got a relatively good cast of it. I mean, Natasha Hines-Stridge is is not the world's greatest actress, I think, by her own admission. This is kind of her her hail mary film, but it's got freaking Michael Madsen in it. It's got Alfred Octo Doctor Octopus Molina in it. You know, it's not a terrible cast. It's kind of weird, actually, that there's this peppering of really good actors here and that. I'm not saying Michael Madsen's really good, but Alfred Molina is good. Um, and look, Species Alien, it's really simple. Alien lands on Earth, has the basic instinct of reproduction to repopulate, and goes around shagging and eating and killing. That's literally the crux of the film. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much more to it than that. The movie is an alien movie about pregnancy. It's a big, scary alien that needs to feed and eat. She starts off as a little girl and then grows and grows and grows and grows and grows until she's a full-fledged, voluptuous, very beautiful woman who, to quote Robert De Niro in Dirty Grandpa, I need to fuck. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's literally, I think we've lost AJ. AJ is also frozen at the moment. So it's just going to be the Nico show for a few minutes while AJ reloads his screen. Hopefully he can still hear me. But yeah, Species is one hell of a movie. Not nearly as good as the face AJ is pulling right now. I'm only assuming he's gone to watch Species because this, this is some funny shit. <laughs> anyway, I want to see what everyone's saying about Species here. Riri Thomas says, I had this on VHS. So you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Pedro Santos says, Species was a really fun B-movie with a much better cast than it deserved. You are speaking my noise. Uh, Taki says, Species, 90s horror classic. Doc Ock, Alfred Molina. Yes, guys, so I'm not alone in thinking this. And then Frank Torres says, Species was a summer movie blockbuster swing. History has unfortunately remembered it otherwise. Exactly. It's a summer swing. Oh, shit. Forrest Whitaker wasn't it, wasn't he? Good God. Uh, but again, I'm not gonna. I don't want to play the game. Hi, sorry, internet connections. I didn't even have a hint of it going off. I'm actually on a hotspot right now. Um, your face stopped in the best place. <laughs> Just as we're talking about naughtiness and species, I've got you going. So good. There we go. So good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Apologies for that. Um, yeah. Um, Forrest Whitaker. I don't know where that lands on people's spectrum of great actor. He's a BAFTA winner, so the the acting circles respect him. I invite um, you to watch The Last King of Scotland, where he plays Idi Amin. Very um, good. Um, very, very just, good. Just using that statement, um, Shape of Water on Best Film. Sorry, just using That was Oscar, not BAFTA. But I'm just saying it's still industry-related awards. They get it wrong sometimes. <laughs> there we go. I'm just, I'm just weighing it out. And Tucky says, I could be wrong, but there was considerable hype about Species when it came out. Yeah, of course there was, because it was the 90s, and it was exactly the sort of movie that people in the 90s ate up. It was... You can smell the 90s on Species in the best possible way, the same way that you can smell the 80s on something like The Breakfast Club, you know? It, it, it was great for its time. And yeah, there was hype for it. Of course there was hype for it. Michael Madsen was, you know, a hot property then. Alfred Molina was a rising star that everyone was right, right, raving about. Sure. 
It's a great, great fucking film. It's a, it's a good movie, man. Hey, you know, the alien <laughs> and it comes down and the spaceship and it does the thing and it eats people and fucks and yay. And Christopher Walken's now the narrator to species. Christopher Walken's now the narrator, hey, and the thing on the spaceship. But may they rest in peace, sir. <laughs> This guy. Uh, six, yes, this guy, this guy. Um, six is one that people are going to be very angry with me for putting as low as I have. It's a great film, but it's never been one that's made me go, Oh, I love it. I will fight for it to be on the Rushmore just because of the reverence it has. Roman Polanski's Rosemary's Baby. This is the one I said dragged. It does drag. This is the one I said dragged, and I was like, I just don't have the time for it right now. It, had I taken this at face value before, I would have given it more time. Um, as you said, in the 72nd hour, you know, 70, 72 hours to go, mm. I, I wasn't there. I just didn't have it. Am I still the movies, connected? The movie's interesting in the sense that it shows, you know, a husband who... Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me, okay. mate? Or not? Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah. you, yeah. Um, yeah, 70, yeah, 72 hours to go. I just didn't have the energy. I'm watching, I'm putting some films in, and I'm like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Listen, it's got some length to it, Rosemary's Baby, but the fact of the matter is it is considered by a lot of people to be an all-timer. I can certainly now, having had a baby, relate to some of the shit that she goes through, especially towards the end of the movie, and the utter betrayal that she fe feels from her partner. But they... I guess it's very Polanski-esque, isn't it? You know, he doesn't bash you over the face with his messaging. It's kind of there to be seen and to be read. Like, he did the same thing in Chinatown, for instance. But, yeah, it's the story of a woman who is essentially betrayed by her husband, who, who for, for capital gain, sells his soul to the devil and, more appropriately, sells his wife as part of that package and the devil rapes his wife and impregnates her. And she gives birth to who is he to challenge the number of the beast? Let him recognize 666. She gives birth to the Antichrist, and that's kind of how the movie ends. So it's it's dark, it's harrowing. I'm gonna go on a limb here and say, while I recognize its historical importance, I do think it's a tad overrated. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. I do say I'm going to give it a second chance or a chance, essentially. But this wasn't the time, so I I, I lean with what you're saying. Mm. And again, there are, it falls into that category of I don't know if it needed that length. Now it sounds sacrilegious because it's one of those all time classics with a ever so high rating. But I'm I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm sorry. Like, I will just put it out there. Like. I need it needs to make sense. Make it make sense to me is my is my breakdown of it. And blade it blade you're down with you. <laughs> blade you're all down with. I'm not I'm not talking about the story. I'm talking about the length. Okay. Sorry, my bad then. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I was like, man talked about vampires and babies. I was like, you cannot well, be I, dropping I, that. And I was gonna replace the vampire baby with a zombie baby. No, I'm not that you get me. Like, oh, but I draw the line at Satan. Like, no, no come on. Yeah, Satan's too far. <laughs> vampires and zombies, I'm down with. 
but the creator um, of the vampire and zombie satan no 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 oh no the bible won't permit me to agree with that one no we're not going there we are not going there we're not going, um, yeah. no just the length it needs to like make it make sense in the length and yes it could be artistic style i need enjoyment i don't care how artistic you are if i'm not if i'm not enjoying it i'm pissed with it it's, it's, it's simple as that and i will give it another shot age old thing we are all different and different things resonate with us in different ways well, and I it's agree. all subliminal i agree um it's just a matter of i just, I, I want to give it its right open mind when you watch a film when you're rushing to make it into a rush more it never gets the right <coughs> excuse me That's validation you. thank you very much there's no one else in the room but i shall sanitize um so, yeah good for you respect wash your hands wear masks um yeah i don't have a lot to add to it the story's great um pedro santos has said you know it's let me bring the comments up if i can it has an excellent suspenseful pace it is brilliant it is groundbreaking it is groundbreakingly brave i agree with all of that and i really do admire it i like it but don't had like overrated Tucky, with a film recommendation to everyone watching, watch The Ides of March recently. Pregnancy is fairly central to that. Have not seen it, but I will now add it to my list. And Word789 says, okay, we all know what the best movie about pregnancy is. Junior! Well, it was my number 10, but AJ punted me. So... And you know what? That is the best tangent to bring in number seven, Junior. (laughs) Like, okay, why did it outdo those other films? Because it's pregnancy focused. There is no way <laughs> that Terminator or Kill Bill or Blade for that matter would fall beneath Junior in any other form of list apart from the fact that it's pregnancy focused. Um, I, I'm actually going to throw something out there. I actually started watching Twins, which is a lot more enjoyable with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dan DeVito. And DeVito again, right? Sadly, doesn't have anything towards pregnancy. It, it what a shame. Make it up. It shows how they were formulated and then the babies are there and i was like well it doesn't feature the pregnancy and then after that they both spoiler both twin brothers have twins again doesn't show the pregnancy so with that it got omitted but it's also the crazy you look like you're gonna say something yeah just because you triggered something that i promised from last week so i've seen my cousin Vinny. you didn't like it no i did i (laughs) really liked it no, no, it was Sorry. great fun. <laughs> the way he was like, yeah, I've seen my cousin Vinny. I actually forgot. I was actually going to start the, the, the thing with it. No, 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 no. So, yeah, so we're going off on a complete tangent because I promised AJ last week that by this episode this week, I would have seen my cousin Vinny just for catch up. It's great fun. It's great, great, great fun. There is no way in blue fuck Marissa Tomei deserved an Oscar for that. Just never, never. This is where I paused. This is where I paused when the question was asked. I don't like. She was fun, but I wouldn't have said it was like stellar performance. Don't get me wrong. It's one of those performances where obviously the the uh, the argument with any awards thing is what else were they running against that year, right? Now, Nomadland being a prime example, piece of shit movie. Um, despite the fact that it's got everyone's favorite Chloe Zhao director, I don't see the hype with her. Um, based off of Nomadland. And it's got my goddess, Francis McDormand. Still didn't care for that movie. It won because it wasn't up against anything of of validity, I believe. So I'm wondering, who the fuck was running against Marissa Tomei for the Academy to say, here, best supporting actress in a movie, Marissa Tomei for My Cousin Vinny. 
There was nothing wrong with what she did. But no, no, no. But I a, get it. It's not. It's not a you know what I mean? Is like, is it a performance where it can be like, yes, it stacks up against, it stacks up in the annals of uh, of Hollywood history. You know, you've got Bridges of Madison County with Meryl Streep. You've got freaking three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri with Francis McDormand. You've got Jackie. You've got all these amazing female performances. Also, Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny. I'm sorry. One of these things does not belong. Yeah, it, it, I'd also like to say I don't think it should have been on the Rushmore. It's the most different one you'd get. Yes. I, I, do you also appreciate that um, if you were to take Vinny and Liar Liar. Out of the two, which one would you lean for? Liar Liar. Really? Oh, my, n- no brainer. I, I I appreciate what Jim done in that, but I think that Vinny's approach is just. I, my brother's girlfriend hadn't seen it, and I, I put it on for her, and I, I found myself. I actually thought to myself, "Shit, I don't know if I'm going to laugh." And I found myself laughing in certain elements again, and I was just, yeah. Their I, relationship it, made me laugh a lot. Like the relationship between Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei made me laugh a lot, but it also made me laugh seeing the freaking Karate Kid in there. I'm sorry, I was like, "Rough, <laughs> much you." So you you left that little nugget out for me, didn't you? <laughs> true, true. But like, all... also the Karate Kids in it. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you smell the eighties? Can you smell it? <laughs> you get me. Mind you, it's not your two, so I should shut up. But yeah, but the thing is, is that you could you could see where the movie was going. You knew the type of movie it was. You knew that when he was sitting down to breakfast and having grits, you were like, okay, this is clearly going to come back later in the movie. Like the movie was trying to thinking. I, th- I get the impression the movie thought it was cleverer than it really was. It's like if you've seen it, any amount of it's, movies, it's hard thought, to you just, say you can join it. It's hard to say when I saw Cousin Vinny at about six, seven years old. Like I'm not going to be catching those points back then, right? So it's it's a lot. It Maybe it might have been someone in those now, but it, it's masking comedy around it, which I think is what works. You know, there's all these mad elements behind it. It's the sheer fact that you're seeing grits. You're like, what the hell are those? You know, they 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 build it around to be a distraction at the same time while being clever. So I don't think it was overly being clever, but they they did put the little nuggets in there. All. Easter eggs or whatever you want to call it to, to be like, oh, oh, that makes sense. Well play. Going back to our previous point quickly, uh, we've had a few comments come in. Pedro says, no superhero comic book movie adaptation. No way a Spider-Man film should be longer than two hours. It's Spider-Man. It should be around 90 minutes. This is in relation to your comment about de- having trouble dealing with longer films. I had uh, no problem with Endgame. Word 789, yeah, exactly. Word 789, I have seen your comment. I'm not going to read it out because this spoiler. Uh, Riri Thomas agrees with you, AJ. Love twins, but have you seen the Rotten Tomato score? Way too low. I think so. I can't remember what it was. I don't want to pull out my phone right now, but I was shocked. I was like, oh, God, it's in the category of film that I enjoy, but the world hates. Um, Yeah, but going back to Junior, we're, we're talking about this mad concept of a man having a baby. Still yet to actually happen in this world. And, you know, and it wasn't just any man. We're talking in the height of the 90s, Mr. Action himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger, is going to be daddy. It's crazy. There's not much else to put around it. it it's stupid. It's really stupid. It's a comedy. Arnie dabbles in this every now and again. And Have we lost AJ again? 
always kind of back. Yeah, the internet connection. Yeah, we got it. back. Do you know? Carry, bear carry me a second. Talk again because I'm going to go to this is my hotspot. I believe the uh, the main Wi Fi is going to be over. I've got Literally something to discuss there. with Pedro Santos quickly. Go. Do what you got to do. So, Pedro, I'm just going to bring up your comment here because Pedro says Oscars are more high pro, more a highly profitable TV show with the greatest free cast possibly assembled than a true award. Lobbyists and campaigns that can guarantee a nomination as to bring a boost to revenue. Hmm. I kind of agree and I kind of don't. The way that the ceremony itself is conducted, I agree. That said, that said, when we talk about award ceremonies, I did I did allude to this last week. When we talk about award ceremonies, there is nothing which is perfect at this point. And don't get me wrong, I'm not suggesting the Oscars are by any stretch of the imagination a perfect ceremony. There's a lot of politics involved. For sure. But you need to remember one thing. Who makes up the voting body of the Oscars? It's industry professionals. It's people like Steven Spielberg. It's people like Daniel Day-Lewis. It's people like Kathleen Kennedy. It's people like Catherine Bigelow. It's people like Martin Scorsese. And the list goes on and on and on and on. Now, why do I give them such validity? Aside from... well. In this, in the simplest possible way, they've earned it by being actual working professionals. It's like, who would you listen to more about if we were talking about a painting? Monet, were he still alive? Or me? I mean, you're going to listen to Monet, right? Not a fan of painting. You're going to listen to an actual painter. Like, their opinion is, of course, going to be... Their, their, their opinion as far as construct a film, not about opinion of what you like and dislike, but of the actual art of making something, of making a film, or someone who makes a film and who's got recognition for being great in that medium is obviously going to have a valid vote. So given that I, the Oscars are made up solely of industry working professionals, for that reason of all the award shows available they're the least bad if that's the right way to say it listen if something else comes along that's even better i'm all ears but when we've got the oscars on one side and then you've got things like the mtv movie awards who votes on the mtv movie awards oh fans okay your average movie fan sees four movies a year i'm sorry i no 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 no. The four movies they saw, opinion valid. Their opinion on all movies that came out that year, which are having to be voted on? No, obviously not. So because of that reason, I give Oscars kudos. So I jumped in partway. Um, I understand what you're saying. I will not disagree with what you're saying. I think every award ceremony has its place. Um there comes a point where people say, let the people speak. So I'm not saying the MTV Awards, got whatever, which one you want to take on that. It's it's a difficult situation, and that's why there are more awards than bloody anything else. You know, it's all these different situations and people tune in. I've lost my passion for award ceremonies, if I'm honest. I really in have. The last... I... Do you know what killed it for me was the Shape of Water, funnily enough? Bro, I think I might have lost it before that. Before I'd be like, that oh my God, who won what? so what political. Nah, 2017, I was hyped for it because the amount of quality movies that came out that year was fucking astounding. It was interesting when we first kicked off. 
when we yeah. first kicked off, it was really interesting because we'd really I kind of reignited my passion for film, and there was some good quality out there. But I, I I will casually pay attention now, and I one of the things is it's good if you are a keen film fan, hmm. um, keen mid to keen, you, it will open your eyes to a new film that you may not have heard of because it didn't get the blockbuster treatment. Correct. That's that another reason they're good. good. In that sense, I think it's good. Um, but then it doesn't have its place to, as you said, the person who's watches four films are like, who, 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 three billboards, what the hell's that? And I'm not calling them ignorant. I, I just get it. You want to see recognition. Actually, you are calling them ignorant and you're justified in doing so because they are quantifiably, not because we're bashing them, but we're not ignorant and stupid are not the same thing. If you are ignorant to something, it means you are not informed. <laughs> If yeah, someone no, has I'm... seen four movies and they're being asked to vote on what the best movie is, they're ignorant. But what I'm getting is there, there comes Not a point where... of their own, just by circumstance. Yeah, no, yeah, true, fair play. But what I'm getting at is it's it's uh, there, there, there is a need or a demand for a popularist award ceremony out there, irrelevant of which banner it falls under. People want to see recognition for the films that they particularly enjoy. Based on whatever, based and those on are called the MTV Movie Awards, which is a populist thing, or the IMDb Movie Awards. You've got all of these bullshit. This is what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm just not. I'm, I'm just saying it's a difficult one to enter. But I'm just saying I, I understand they will have their place. I just prefer to. I don't mind hearing a rave review and be like, okay, I'll pay attention. But I, in the same vein, just, just I can easily things into perspective for you. Do you know what one of the front runners in the IMDb Movie Awards Best Movie of the Year is this year? Fast and Go. Furious 9. It doesn't shock me. No. It... So this is what I'm saying. And this, I, listen, I had a great time with Fast and Furious 9. I'm a defender of that film. I think that end scene chase with cars and magnets is one of the greatest dumb things I've ever seen. But you can't tell me that's in consideration for movie of the year now. But bro, again, what keeps cinema alive, essentially, is those films. So then they deserve a form of recognition. Do you understand what I'm trying to get at? The mm. fact that a a film like Free Billboards may get a cinema release, but will get maybe a week, if we're lucky, in a cinema. Yeah. But yeah. something like No Time to Die, irrelevant of how much you appreciate it or hate it, is still in the cinema, and your review was how many episodes back. It, it needs a balance. So for the fact that you are keeping that building that we all appreciate open, mm. take your recognition. And that's where I'm Most like, definitely. I get it. Most definitely. That's where Most I'm like, definitely. okay, within the industry, industry professionals need to vote on something. But in the same vein, yeah, put the films that are crazy. So, wacky, then, not... so then the argument I would raise is that we need to rethink about how we're presenting things. Because you shouldn't be presenting things as, if, if you're coming from a place of Fast 9 is in the discussion for your favorite, most fun, best blockbuster. You know, give it a label which isn't well, so then jarring. Maybe that's what, that's to be maybe like where... best movie of the year. It's like nah. But that's on. but then, then you know what? In the same vein, maybe that's what the Oscars should embrace, which would then eliminate all these other situations because they're like that's too classy. This is best picture. Two people who want to see best picture. Now, if you said biggest blockbuster of the year and the contenders are da 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 da, then maybe hmm. we wouldn't have an MTV award. And I'm not looking at MTV award when I say that, but I'm just putting it into that perspective. It's it's a difficult one, but it's real. Like, how does one quantify it? In the same vein, Vin Diesel could pick up a Moon Man for best actor. 
you get where I'm going with this, yeah? Mm-hmm. So it's it's based it's it's based on popularity view. You can't argue with it. It will find its place somewhere, but maybe in a way for industry to recognize it and have that main recognized thing, mm-hmm. because people will there is a form of resentment. You're like, oh, but where was this film? Yeah, um, we're taking it from a more artistic view, broaden the spectrum. Yeah, no, I no that I'll listen to all day long. Do I think the Oscars needs to do something like have a blockbuster category? So the films which are actually well made but not necessarily trying to have dramatic resonance or artistic value should be given a platform? Yes, for sure. Would I like to see a category at the Oscars where something like Avengers Endgame is going up against Fast and Furious? Fuck yeah. Of course I would. But I also don't want to see those movies being talked about as movie of the year because that's not about opinion anymore. That's just... That's just about having a bit of knowledge about film. That's objectively what makes a good film. X, Y, Z, A, B, C, right? You can't tell me that Fast 9 has to be in that discussion, populist or not. It just can't. Bro, I get it. But in the same vein, we are just as guilty because just huh. last week we found Shaun of the Dead, the greatest zombie movie. So it, uh, don't. But you get what? It's, it's just a prime example. But yes, let, let's Frank, let's Frank Torres has a really good one here. One credit towards the MTV Movie Awards. Best fight should be a legitimate category. Most fucking definitely it should. I'm done with that. Um, I'm done with that. Riri Thomas has said, speaking of Oscars, could you do a top 10 films that did not win an Oscar? <laughs> so, Riri, it's really funny you say that because we actually had a comment on our courtroom video, literally, that came in a few days ago. Um... I think it was from Pedro actually saying to do something literally along those lines. So you Riri and to Pedro, your request is answered. We're going to do that next week. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's, that was the plan. Wasn't it? it? It was to be discussed. I'm not saying it's not. Some, listen, film it's on the cards. It's on the cards. It's on the cards. It's on the cards. It's been acknowledged. It may be Fenway. We'll get into later. Detail, We've been inundated with fanuary suggestions, just an FYI. But anyway, you're, Bro, I you're, appreciate you're... that. But I'm going to hit you up post. Cool. Post record. Your oh. number six. Right, my number six. Again, this is muscle memory kicking in. I'm talking Steve Martin, Father of the Bride Part Two. Okay, confession time. I've never seen a Father of the Bride movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's been forever. Um, they're on Disney Plus, as far as I remember. Um, so Far From the Bride is Steve Martin recognising his daughter on the left I'm going to bring the picture back up to you just so you have an idea, I really wish I knew the actress's name (laughs) his little girl is all grown up and she's getting married, so it's all about him having to embrace the fact that it's not daddy's little girl anymore sorry bro, I've just realised I'm probably tugging on a heartstring right here, even though yours is still daddy's little girl Um, and it's just having to embrace the the future son-in-law and the, the ever-eccentric Martin Short who's playing the, the the wedding planner and his house being taken over by the in-laws and everybody. He's, he's essentially a bit of a grumpy old man who's losing his daughter and everything about it. And he's just trying to maintain that youth. Eventually he embraces the family, that it, the new family and that his daughter's all grown up. Father of the Bride Part 2 is now having to accept that your daughter is having a kid. Martin Short is back because he's not just a wedding planner. He's a baby planner as well. So he's doing that. And at the same time, his wife, played by Diane Keaton, has also revealed that she's pregnant. So 
Steve Martin and Diane Keaton both look way too old even back then for me to be <clears throat> yeah <laughs> but hey it's the film and it's the story. did the magic blue pill exist back then already or not I don't believe it did no right no so but yeah so he's now dealing with having to embrace fatherhood at a later age they don't deny that part and the fact that he's going to be daddy and granddaddy at the same time and it's it, it's just a bit of mad fun I, have i rewatched it no will i rewatch it yeah because i do remember having good fun with both of these films but i in a film where we're going to be talking about featuring pregnancy i thought father of the bride part two deserved this mention well, Tucky agrees with you. To be fair, Father of the Bride nails the whole idea of a father having to let his daughter grow up. I can confirm that is she's my, my little girl is only two weeks old, and it is freaking terrifying, terrifying that one day she's going to have a boyfriend. And I'm just hoping he's not like me. Do you know what I love? Is in the year 2021. I've become an uncle to a niece for the first time. I have a nephew before. Not, not taking anything away from young Kaylin. And I've become a godfather to a young girl. And I'm a godfather, but again, that was to a boy. 2021 has put two young ladies in my head. And both fathers have said this. I'm not ready for the boyfriend. <laughs> like like, we're talking about one who was born in June. One who was born just two weeks ago. Where both of you were like projecting 18 years. Oh, down the it's real. Like karma is a bitch and i did some fucked up shit in my 20s that i just know is gonna come back and bite me in the ass somehow and i can just imagine like she'll show no disrespect if anyone in the chat is called craig but she's gonna come back (laughs) but she's gonna come back home daddy meet my boyfriend craig all right nico but you know what craig's not bad nico to you craigo it's mr luro Oh, man said Craig, like you're drawing for a man in the group. We're not going there. But um, but again, bro, he could be a fan of the show. It could be like Starstruck. What that's not too bad. It's when you get introduced to Skate or Scoot, those guys who <laughs> Nah, Scoot's harmless. Scoot's harmless. No, 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 because Scoot's, you're not coming under your, your... from Camden. Scoot's fine. Scoot you're you're coming under your you're, you're coming under your, your your street name. You don't even have the, the ability to come to me with the, the, the government, you know, that's where we have problems. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or just your name, you are the government. <laughs> Bro, sorry, I'm from the streets. It, 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 I'm dirt. It's just the way we say it. Like, if you've ever heard, like, anyone like AJ, like, put it this way we know a certain man. <clears throat> we won't put it out there. Nickname begins with the F. Yeah. You call him D with the rest of the name. It's like, bro, why are you letting out the government name? This is just a way to play. That's a that's an actual terminology. But like, why are you letting out oh, the government? Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's it's the way we, it's the way it's played. But yeah, you know, Jay Z is Sean Carter. He'd be like, whoa, whoa, what's the government coming out for? Like, you need to introduce yourself to me as Sean. <laughs> you're not Jay Z when you're walking through the door with my yeah, daughter. Right. You're right? not Jay Z when you're walking through the door with my little girl. I don't give a fuck if you're married to Beyonce or not. If you're dating my daughter, you will introduce yourself as Sean and refer to me as Mr. Luro. <laughs> Bro, this is the game. It's the game. It's I'm going to go full on Eddie Murphy, like Eddie Murphy's dad in freaking Delirious. It's my house. Bro, my. You, do you and know if you I'm don't like it, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> Bro, and you know, if my I'm wife don't like it, she can get the fuck out too. You miss me, bitch. <laughs> Shout out to Murphy. You know, I'm predicting bad boys too. Ever. 
You know um, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith in Bad Boys 2, when the guy comes to date his daughter? I think that's what we're going to be doing. <laughs> Pulling out the gun. Oh, you! <laughs> you come to see who? Pedro's, Pedro's just come up with a really good comment here. As daughter presents boyfriend, dad, nice to meet you. Keep in mind, I'm not scared of going to jail again. That's the one. Oh, it's, yeah, it's real. It's real. It's real. That is a great line. Pedro, as long as that's not copyrighted by you, mine. I'm stealing it. Can I also great say, line. bro? Can I also say it? The other one is um, don't be afraid to ask for a photocopy of the driving license. I want full details of address. I know where to find you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we ain't working with socials out here and anyway. i see your <laughs> license and registration motherfucker <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah full pat downs and everything oh, this is all the father of the bride sounds like a laugh man i like that give it a shot as someone said it's innocent fun they are literally innocent fun they you know they're, they're, they're simple easygoing watching movies they are your sunday movies you know on a sunday afternoon when you're just looking for something yeah, that's what hell yeah are. yeah hell yeah all right Business end of the podcast now. My number five. Kind of is about pregnancy, but absolutely is not about pregnancy. It's completely our allegorical alien. I toyed with this. It is 100% allegorical, allegorically, sorry, about pregnancy. We've yeah. gone over this in the pod so many times. Geiger, his whole design, hyper. That's what I'm not disputing. I'm not disputing that. But anyway, uh, continue. Yeah, let me. The chest burster isn't the is is it okay? You, you, <laughs> I can end the argument here. Do you know what I said to Anya when she was when she was carrying the baby? Do you want to watch Alien? She went, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" Cool. We'll just leave it there. We'll leave it there. Just I know it's probably a popular one. If, in the same way that I can play with Blade, this was probably another one that came up in that same category of field. So, bro, will... the chest burster is completely about a pregnancy gone wrong, mother dying at birth because of a because of something going because of a birth, a birth complication. That's literally what that scene is. Mm-hmm. That's the presentation. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. During the nine months, I had a little bit of fear going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> it fucks with you. If anyone in the chats, you know, had a baby, who was it? Was it? Was it Frank or Pedro a moment ago who said they got a kid? One of you guys did. Sorry, a lot of you in there. Um, but yeah, Alien, completely, metaphorically, allegorically, symbolically, visually. Pregnancy film, man. Come on. <laughs> Take it. Yeah, Take with the spaceship and the aliens and the thing <laughs> and the chest and uh, get the fuck out of here. Aye. So, also, Frank, for the it record, says, Bad Boys 2, door scene. 15, you at least 30. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what someone has to look forward to. You may not be born yet, but it's coming. Um, well, you do. You better not be born yet, for the record. Or if you are, you're, you're only a couple of weeks old. You're too at young best, for this podcast. <laughs> hey, they can. Hey, you can. You can. We, we should tell them. Um, j- just as a word of warning, just just check the 16th of November episode. Yeah, we talking about you. Anyway, you. you. That was my five. We're not going to dawdle on Alien long. Everyone's seen Alien. It's amazing. What's your number five? Right, my number five. I'm guessing you probably haven't seen it. It's Ooh. called Baby Done. Nope, that's all nope. you. So, do you recognize that gentleman on the in the picture? 
Dem- Patrick yes. Dempsey? No. That, my friend, is a grown-up Neville Longbottom. I don't know the actor's name. Holy shit. Yeah. So this is a Taika Waititi produced. For, um, he's, he's sold, 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 it, sold. It's not like exactly. Like he didn't direct it or write it. He's just the producer behind it. So don't look for the world of like Taika involvement in it. But it was actually quite a nice film. Um, I can't remember the young lady's name. Um, I came across it. It's actually on Sky. If you can put it to record, look out for it. I think it's on tonight at like 3.45. And it's I don't have Sky Q. I've just got the Sky Go app on my PS5. I'm afraid, so I have to watch it live. Well, you got a young one to wake you up around that time, so watch it. Pretty much, actually, <laughs> she got me up around three, to be fair. <laughs> so yeah, but so basically, the whole story is the. Oh, I'm gonna have to get a name because it would be so wrong to be like Neville Longbottom's um, partner. I mean, you should get them both up, to be fair, considering you can't remember his name either. He's a grown Neville Longbottom, Matthew Lewis, and Rose Matafeo. Right. <laughs> disrespect oh my god what do you think bro. Rupert Grint gets bro you're just a failed you're just a failed Ron Weasley it's like I am Ron Weasley oh shit <laughs> <laughs> no that's a flop that's a flop but basically they are Tim and Zoe who are a couple and Zoe and Tim are tree climbers and they like cut down trees and climb and they're going to um it's actually a big thing for Zoe like she actually wants to go to a tournament in Canada for tree climbing, and she's finds out she's pregnant, and it now starts to take a turn. But what happens is they 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 take it in two very different ways. Zoe still wants to be the unpregnant lady. She's looking to still be young, have fun, climb the trees. She now creates a bucket list instantly. Tim, aka Neville, has gone into ultimate nesting mode. He is now just trying to prepare everything. He doesn't want anything to go wrong. And and it's actually, I, I found it really interesting just to see the dynamics of how people approach pregnancy in two different ways, you know? And it, it was really interesting that, you know, stereotypically, I'm not saying it has to be, but stereotypically there would be like, there are other films that we mentioned. Again, like Taxi, where you said, from a male perspective, you may not even realise that the other half is pregnant you're just a part of the situation it was nice to see a role reversal where she didn't because you know she was part of a crew of people who once their friends have kids they vanish because it's like they're, they're too busy for us now looking out there on kid duty she doesn't want to let go of that lifestyle hmm. tim on the other hand is he's prepping for everything he's cleaning the house he's doing that he's forced into creating a bucket list you know just based on what she wants and it, it, it was just Sweet. I'm not going to say it was like the greatest film I've seen, but it was a sweet little movie that I thought just showed a little juxtaposition and the challenges people have when preparing for something that they're just not ready for. Well, you put it quite high, mate, so fair play. Again, I've seen it just recently, um, so I don't know if Father of the Bride would have topped it, but it was it was just a nice film. Again, not probably not your Sunday afternoon, but just for a casual watch of something, I thought it was quite a decent movie. I actually had, I actually had fun. Okay, let's check it, it out. Nice um, recommendation for mixed memorabilia: Mess Menace to Society. I believe she's pregnant towards the end of the film. Not a spoiler for me. Maybe for AJ. No, it's not. Do you know what? Menace to Society is one of those films that's still on the to see list, and I'm quite ashamed of that. If I'm honest, that makes two of us. Yeah, I'm really gutted. I haven't seen that film as yet. Bro, it's not possible to see all the movies. We do what we can, but I know I'm pretty sure we've both seen this one. Uh, my number four, from the genius Ethan and Joel Cohen, 
and starring my muse, Francis McDormand, Fargo. Are you still to see this? No, I've seen it. We've done it when okay. they did films about locations. Morgan, Paige, right. man, come on. Have some respect. There you go, there you go. There you go. Yeah, come on. It was my number one. <laughs> I, it, it's a great film. It just didn't cross my mind in terms of pregnancy, if I'm honest. I mean, she... Bro, it's there. It's there. I'm not denying it's there. It just slipped my mind. And they beat you over the head with the fact that she's pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it slipped my mind. Slipped What's my mind. genius about Fargo is that it again visually it's quite it's quite beautiful to look at fargo what i love is that you've kind of got this innocence with you know the symbolism of new life in this case francis mcdormand playing the carrying mother and the purity of the color white which is all around you which you yeah. get with the snow but then you've got this evil permeating the town with the likes of peter stormare and steve buscemi coming to do the dirty deed and then you've got the bloody scenes. And the blood is very red and saturated in this film, isn't it? It's like they're really making you know that good versus evil, purity, impurity, life, death. Uh, the pregnancy symbolically plays such an important role in this film, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it does. It, it does. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It, there, is, there is that juxtaposition that is one thing Fargo yeah. definitely has it's it's high crimes in small town area you know it, it, it it's it, it has this very weird twist and feel to it you know embracing Fargo it's, uh, it's an interesting film yeah I didn't actually think of the the um, analogies behind it as much as that but um yeah no well, well played I, I'm, I'm sure that was quite a popular selection amongst the Fargoists out there uh, didn't come up on Twitter much, which kind of surprised me. Interesting. Yeah. There was... It was very diverse this week, Twitter, in terms of what came up. Rosemary's <laughs> Baby Rosemary's baby got a lot of love. A lot of love. Again, I have, I have, to, I have to take that with an open head. Um, where that one falls. Right. Uh, you got respect to... Uh, from Mixed Memorabilia, though. Hats off to AJ for another. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and Biff the Hobbit asking, do you guys remember V, the miniseries? Remember when the baby was born, a lizard alien? Da fuck? V? No, I oh, do not I remember want... V, the miniseries, but a baby being born as a lizard alien makes me now want to see this series. That yes. sounds like my sort of madness. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. That's reanimator level shit. That I love that. <laughs> By the way, cool. if you guys still haven't, please, 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 for the love of everything that is holy, go and watch Reanimator. Oh, it's so bad, it's great. Do you know how you had that feeling that my cousin Vinny was too stupid for you to watch? That's where Reanimator sits for me. I'm I'm really like I'm gonna do it because you've asked me watch to it, watch it, watch it. It's so, it's it's not just that it's stupid, it's so crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, Frank Torres comes in and says, was so scared for Marge, uh, Marge and Fargo dealing with these criminals, the Coens could have done anything. Yeah, really, right? Considering that the woman who was meant to be kidnapped actually broke her neck falling down the stairs. And then the next thing you know, someone's being put in a wood chipper to murder them. It's like, yeah, the movie went balls to the wall, violent. Yeah. And it hit you in a way that, oh, we can't become, we can't look, white snow, pregnant lady, wood chopper. Like, oh. Yeah, it has. It okay, has is that a sort of movie? 
even during that monologue at the end, which I believe won her that Oscar. I didn't know Frances McDormand won her Oscar for that, so that's cool to know. But yeah, all hail Frances McDormand. And Mitch Memorabilia says, hats off to AJ, like some of the cinema he's watching, Pink the other day and Baby Done today. As AJ, you are not on Twitter. Can I get to contact you and share my film collection? Mitch Memorabilia, anything you share on Twitter with me, I will relay to him if you wish. Yeah, um, I, I must admit, I would love to say Twitter. I'm at best Ministry of Wrestling, and even that needs a bit of... Because <laughs> that, that, that baby needs a bit of attention. I'm trying. I've actually got a poster for Insta and thing. But yeah, no, it, put it that way. Anything Silver Screen Dude does get relayed. I would really appreciate that. And I, like, conversely, will respond via Nico. So he's going to be mm-hmm. the messenger. It's just, just for the game purposes. And yeah, I just don't have... Um, and the Twitter and the thing and the movies and the, the fucking messenger. Get the fuck. I, I, I don't know why I'm embracing it. my Christopher Walken today. But I yeah. love it. Christopher Walken, the new um, narrator to sci-fi movies. Basically. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, right? And Pedro Sancto says, V was a pulpy miniseries in the 80s. Robert Englund, pre-Freddy Krueger in a comedic role. So Robert Englund with a baby lizard alien. I need to find this series. <laughs> I must well, watch this. We'll see what we can do. It must be out there somewhere. It must be out there somewhere. Sometimes these uh, golden nuggets. Uncle AJ's got you. <laughs> Just remind me. Text me that. Oh, you know what? I'll text myself. V. V. Eighties miniseries. Uh, Why are you doing yeah. that, AJ? Let us know what is your number four. Um. So my number four. <sighs> I remember seeing it in the cinema, and I wasn't overly excited for this film. It's from and yet my... it's your number four. Because it's pregnancy featured, man. And it's one of those key ones. The ending of the diary that we all enjoyed. Bridget Jones's baby. Okay. Okay. I don't have an objection to it. I, it it's I just, the lesser of the Bridget movies, but... Oh, for sure. Like, honestly, um, I believe it's also in the same category as The Matrix. As they continue, they get worse. I believe number one was the best. Yes. Number two, I could deal with. Number three, I tolerated. I I, I found it had some interesting jokes to it. It, it had these play parts that you thought weren't going to happen, and then came even in even in a Bridget even in a Bridget Jones world. You're like, ah, so that happened. Didn't predict that. <laughs> that was kind of interesting. It was it was a ballsy move. I don't know if it was due to contract or due to book writing. Um, Hugh Grant's character no longer being involved. I thought, ah, that was a, that was a plot twist or what have you. We're talking Bridget <laughs> getting pregnant. I didn't enjoy it in a way. That, that that became a situation. I thought she had settled. And I thought it would be a tackling of the dilemmas of pregnancy. Coming to somewhat like Baby Dunn would have. It was the fact that she had to deal with that. But in the same vein, wasn't sure who the father of her child was. And I thought it was, you know, I thought she had her happy ending between one and two. And here we are. With that being an, an, an added dilemma, I, I what was nice in this, I felt you had some of the old guard. Essentially, it sounds weird, like you know, seeing Emma Thompson come back and deliver comedy. It it felt like a closing chapter, and it was nice to see some actors that I don't see as prominently in this era that I recognise have a a bit of a platform. Um, Patrick Dempsey, as you mentioned earlier, as opposed to the young Neville Longbottom, who you thought he was <laughs> earlier. So just bringing that into the mix as well. It, it, yeah, I, I remember going to the cinema. It also had a bit of a soft spot for me because this was early silver screen dudes. This was one of those that I felt to, to watch in order for a review and to, to be embraced. It wasn't 
lasting impression. Again, as I said, number one is there, but it, it had its defining moments, which I thought were enjoyable and redeemable. So, yeah. By the way, in answer to your Hugh Grant comment, Riri Thomas says, Hugh Grant on an interview said he was not even asked. I always find that stuff, it, but again, again, it is based off of a book, and I don't know where the book was in relation to the film, so maybe he was killed off, irrelevant of you being acted by Hugh Grant, your character had to be dead. <laughs> no, but do you get where I'm going with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do, I do indeed. Uh, Mixed Memorabilia says, Maria Full of Grace, you recommended this to me on Twitter, I had I didn't have enough time to get around to finding it. AJ, let's add it to the very, very long growing to see list. Yeah. So that was your number four, yeah? Yep, over to you, sir. All right, my number three. Knowing you, let me guess. Knowing you, you've either not seen this or you've tracked it down for this list and you're going to punt me now. Juno. Which one do you think is more me? Tracked it down for this list and punting me. <laughs> to, be fair, <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. I love you, mate. <laughs> love you too. To be fair, it could have been equal footing because I kind of toyed with my, my three, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, it's a punt. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that because there's nowhere else to know that. By the way, did you notice that we've got the Reitman generations in this list then? Because Ivan Reitman, Ivan Ghostbusters Reitman, directed. Junior, Jason yes. Reitman directed Juno. Yes, I did realize that today, and I was like, "Oh, oh, hold on!" I recognize the sound. I was like, "Oh, Reitman, really?" By and the I, way, just putting it out there: if Juno is anything to go by, I'm really excited for the new Ghostbusters. Then, yeah, I could, I can also work with that. I can also work with that. Man's All a right. good director. In at number three for me, um, a Hugh Grant classic. Nine months. Punt. Okay, over to you. Uh, my number two. Ah, oh, you're not a horror guy. You won't have seen this, and you're so wrong. A Quiet Place. You're right, I haven't seen it. And it was actually on the list because pre the global one, we were going to do something in relation for A Quiet Place 2. Um, Which is good. I, yeah, I wanted to see A Quiet Place, but then it didn't happen. So as much as I could create these... I got you. It didn't. I didn't actually get myself on this one, so I haven't seen it as yet. I'm not opposed to it. I have no beef with it's, actor you, nor mm. partner, <laughs> actor no, and no partner in this film, director and no, partner. Should I nor say. should you. Nor so. should you. They're both. They're, they're both bringing their A game to this. They're 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 superb together. What they've done with this film, which I think is ballsy, considering the direction horror has gone in in the last few years, it's essentially a silent film. Not in the sense that it's character, it's that it is silent, but in the sense that the evil beasties, the aliens in this, because they are aliens, the monsters, essentially, the aliens that are hunting them, there is this hypersensitive to sound. That's how they get you. So it's as you're giving sound off, that's how they attack and hunt. So now here's the fucked up part of this film. Emily Blunt's pregnant. And they're living in a world inhabited by these meanie monsters who are susceptible to sound. First problem, how'd you give birth and not make sound? Well, that's, that's an issue. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. 
you shouldn't. <laughs> we'll move on. There is there is a the preg the birth scene which happens in this bath right here. Oh my word, it is uncomfortable. It is so freaking uncomfortable. And then you have to factor in babies cry. Of course. How do you deal with that? So what they've done brilliantly in this movie is that this family, which is living with guilt and de depression because they've lost one of their kids to one of these aliens and they've now got another kid on the way, right? Um, the pregnancy isn't this kind of miracle of life as people love to make it out. It's something they're basically dreading for the reasons I've just explained. And yeah. man, the movie builds to this, 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 this birth. It builds to this terrible happening, which something wonderful being oh so terrible for the existence that these characters are currently in. Bro, a quiet place when I'm it came out. Very my... intrigued that it's actually going into the list straight away. Like it, it must be. Honestly, the year it came out, I think it was going back four years now. It was my favorite film of the year. The second one's really good. The first is a little modern horror masterpiece. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. It's genius, mate. It's absolute genius. Well, sir. I cannot recommend it enough. Cool. Well played. What, I like what that. Do people I'm think? intrigued. Oh, shit. Pedro Sancto says, I really disliked Juno. Weird dichotomy where there's so much irony surrounding a copious amount of saccharin, such acerine dialogue i felt like a laugh track was about to pop up at any moment <laughs> yeah it did have a I'm bit gonna, of a i'm gonna touch on juno but... i'm gonna touch on juno when we get there because i okay it, it, i love juno but... it'd be it'd be weird to discuss it and then have to bring it up yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah sure yeah. hit me with your number two you either hate this one or you haven't seen it it actually scarred me as part of um pregnancy if i'm honest knocked up not seen it. Okay. Why would I, I hate very... it? Hmm? I don't know. I don't know how people like it. It's it's a very big comedy. Like big Seth Rogen comedy. guy. Remember that? Yeah. I know this. I I know this. I had a. I not so much now. And it wasn't okay. We could play on the looks, but I had a moment where most of Catherine Heigl's movies just tended to be in my <laughs> scope of vision. Like I Twenty Seven Dresses, Knocked Up, all these films just kept coming, and that's how I saw it. And I actually didn't mind Seth Rogen in this, but there was a part near the end of the film where she's actually giving birth, and it was me realizing, you know, the actual process of birth, and I was like, ooh, it, yeah, it gave me a bit of the cringe of like, oh my god, that is actually how birth takes place. So <laughs> I knew what it was like, but I never actually had a visual of it. Um, uh, yeah, you don't need that. They, they, I remember Mr. Tweddle, good old Adam Tweddle, our old biology teacher. He showed us a video, full frontal English breakfast, crowning baby coming out. Oh my word, I'll never ever get that image out my head. And then when people are like, do you want to see the miracle of life? I'm like, I've seen it already. I didn't like it. I was it's 15 it. in biology class. There was a lot of poo. There was a lot of bleeding. There was a lot of screaming. It wasn't nice. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. cut the cord, Mr. Lero? No, I do not. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you've done that. Absolutely I, not. Bro, I don't know if I can. If, if no. such when the time comes. Well, remember Anya had a cesarean, right? I, yeah. So, so what, that makes the, it more. Yeah, but you still had the cord. You have to cut, right? Yeah. They asked me. I was like, nah. <laughs> I, 
The wife? I, I, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very comfortable on the other side of the blanket. I'm not gonna lie. Ah, Squeeze my mm-hmm. hand, break, break my limbs, but I don't want to be on that side of the blanket, please. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you? I would like to have sex after some, as well. Some, you know? some, some, some people will write it at this point because it's your fault, but we won't get into that. <laughs> Nothing to do with my fault. It's to do with the fact that I'd like to continue making the same faultish mistakes and continue to have very passionate love life with my wife without seeing that which I hold so wholly destroyed. Yeah, yeah. No, anyway, just... enough about sex life. Back to movies. But eventually, essentially, that's what this whole film's about. What I liked about <laughs> Knocked Up, what I liked about Knocked Up is, as much as I've seen Pregnancy and all the other ones, this one really touched on all. It, it's basically their two characters have a one night stand. He, she's like a TV host. He's a uh, out of work bum. Essentially, he's just you know loafing, and it's now him having to step up for the responsibility. Her not embrace like again you can imagine if you've got life set and this is the person who's now going to be your father you're trying to make him up his game he's trying to up his game but still adapting but you also see the the troubles a pregnant lady goes through in this film you know and that's what i always remember for me out of all films that i've ever seen with pregnancy in it this film highlighted it quite a bit so much so it could have been number one but um yeah a bit of a day's memory into where it was no just for for this category, I'm not saying it's a great film, but what it represents, it showed me enough of it to be like, oh, well, so, th- oh, this is pregnancy. Well, wow. oh, oh, okay. You know, that's what I felt as a takeaway from this film. I'm not, I, I could be a bit jaded, but I do remember that as a takeaway when I did watch that film. I had a few laughs. It was, it's on the nose. You know where it's going. You know where it's going. You know, it's, it's that, it's that kind of rom-com type comedy where he's a bum. He's going to pick up. He's going to flop. Then he picks up again. Like I'm, it's not a spoiler. You know it. You just know the way these films go. But I felt I I had good fun with it. So, no. well, that's the most important thing, isn't it? Of course. <laughs> and I was scarred by the birth. <laughs> One doesn't need to see that. I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay. Your, that was my number two. So yeah, Wait, your number a few one. Comments. Chucky's come in and said, "Not seen knocked up for ages." For all the silliness, Seth Rogen has a decent arc. Pedro Sancto says, "I dislike knocked up. In my opinion, Judd Apatow is a great producer, yet an overrated director." I'm not sure I agree with that. Didn't Judd Judd Apatow direct the Forty Year Old Virgin? Because that's a great. Film. It has it has that. It's not as good as, but it has that same theme to it. You know, yeah. Bifford Hobbit says, my number one movie featuring pregnancy is Predestination from 2014, starring Ethan Hawke. It's about a man with two working private parts, time travels, and has sex with his younger female self. What? I can't tell, I can't tell if you're trolling me or not, because if you're not, I must watch this film. <laughs> I, I actually have to see that as myself. I don't care. I, I No, if that if that's serious... I'm gonna, is that I'm, actually serious? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm checking it now. What's it called? Predestination, predestination. with Ethan Hawke. Bro, it's he has, predestination he has, 2014. So we're, we're there so far. He has... As his last two, assignment, a temporal agent is tasked to travel back in time and prevent a bomb in New York in 1975. The hunt, however, turns out to be beyond the, bond, the bounds of possibility. I feel like we're being trolled. Is I this kind like of being, one of those what's skyscraper about and it's about the rock punches a building is it like that 
tongue in cheek comedy, or are we actually talking about he has sex with himself? Is it kind of like The Shape of Water is a fish fuck movie? Is it like that? I'm just keeping it through. I'm fascinated. But I can see a part where it says, born female, the customer grew up as Jane. Like, the, the fact that it says that, they broke off contact when it was discovered that Jane was pregnant with his ex. I, I'm watching this film. I don't care. I, I, I don't have time to read the whole thing, but I'm reading it. I In it. <laughs> Pedro Sanctus agrees, though. The 40-year-old virgin was good. And Tucky follows up by saying, the best scene is where Seth Rogen sits with his dad and asks what to do and how to grow up, essentially. I like scenes like that. Sounds yeah. Good. Like, I remember some points where I was like, okay, like it, you, you had some take-homes from it. I don't know how to pronounce your YouTube handle, but you've just written poop in my face. I'd rather not. That, and that's, too, that's a cosign there. Um, yeah, There are websites uh, for that, but it's not here on YouTube with the silver screen dudes. Definitely not. So I have a worst. Do you have a worst? So you know like how I had this whole the birth of our heroes? in mm. the bottom in the bottom three mm. this kind of was in relation to that as well oh carry on carry on i think we're on the same track here keep going i didn't want to play with it but if i have a chance to poop on this film not in someone's face i will do i think we're on so, the same track so big d big tone and yes! virtual high five bro mm. <laughs> yeah it's there yeah Fuck you. same poster i'm not even going to pull up another one yeah <clears throat> this piece of shit abomination <laughs> Dissing of the Star Wars franchise. Fuck this film with the fire of a thousand suns. Everything they set up is dropped. The acting is terrible. The script writing is terrible. The special effects actually look dated, which is weird considering how good the Phantom Menace episode one looked and that predated it. The reason he turns evil is terrible. The nonchalance with which the greatest, one of the greatest heroes of all time in Luke Skywalker is just born and just oh, given away. Literally, the way Luke and Leia arrive into the world is the way Bond dies and is remembered in No Time to Die. It is shithousery of the highest degree. It's over, Anakin. I have the higher ground. You're on a step. You are literally on a step. And I have seen you motherfuckers force jump for a long time now. Y'all can jump. You are on a step. You do not have the higher ground. Suck a dick. There is no higher ground. Let's also, yeah. speaking of higher ground, someone find Hayden Christensen a decent acting school because the ki- people are like, and freaking Den the Tech was saying this the other day, much after Den the Tech, but he was like, and he's right in saying, yeah, the directing was bad. Just look at Samuel L. Jackson. You know, that you actually managed to make Samuel L. Jackson bad in this film. I'll listen to that for sure. But you can't solely blame the director. There is a pl- there are a plethora of great, great movies which have got terrible lines, but because the actors, the thespians, are decent, they managed to deliver them. I'll pull the one I delivered to you the other day. The Princess Bride. Great fucking movie. As you wish. Is a yeah. terrible line. It's a terrible line. But, yeah, but you know what? It's become iconic. And it's not become iconic in the way that I hate sand has become iconic. That's iconically bad. As you wish was delivered well by a really good actor. Directed by a really good director and Rob Reiner, granted. So we've got a lot of good working here. I appreciate that. But 
this this constant defending of oh it wasn't Hayden's fault. Listen, I've seen Hayden working in other movies where he's not being directed by George Lucas. He's not very good. He's just not. He's a very handsome young man. And is there a nostalgic part of me that's excited to see him return alongside Ewan McGregor in the Obi Wan series? Sure. I'd be lying if I was. I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't excited to see Obi Wan and Vader go head to head again. Obviously, I am. But this film, this fucking film. Oh, it is the worst Star Wars film ever, 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 ever. I don't want to hear it. It is awful. Do you know what I put it down to? Unlimited power, but limited entertainment. <laughs> That's entertainment. There's none. none. It's absolute shit. I just, I, I've never been able to enjoy that film. I, I, I always say it, I steamrolled through Star Wars just before Force Awakens. And that was a stumbling block. Like, I was really like, will this one finish please i will never take it back <laughs> it's shit, it's just, it's shit. Oh, i can't really God. add to what you've put i just felt that the film was <laughs> anakin i want to raise our child on naboo you're so beautiful no that's because i'm in love with you no huh? it's because i'm in love with you so love has blinded you kill me kill me now Strike me down so I can stop listening to this nonsense. Obi Wan, me. Strike it's, me down. It's it not is... even a sentence. It's not even a conversation. This is what makes it worse. It's not even a conversation. No, die. Just no. What? What have you done? What have the you entire done? Palpatine? He killed the younglings. He killed it. We didn't see it, did we? You're getting hyped it... about something that was never fucking shown. Palpatine, on the other hand, just did not need to be seen as well. Oh, it, it, actually, I actually feel the hairs. I actually feel the hairs of raising on the back of my neck. The more he started to gain control or lose control, whatever it was, Ugh. irksome, irksome. Yeah. Henceforth, Darth Vader. Really? Nineteen seventy-seven. I've wanted to see how this beast of a villain becomes who he is and unlimited power unlimited power that, yeah. that that's what i got yeah. and then a hesitation you should be doing his job you fucking wank stain of a movie <laughs> fucking cling on from a dog's asshole god this movie is a piece of shit a uh, few comments have come in unsurprisingly because we're talking star wars uh, my worst mother still don't know what that was mm. <laughs> I need to actually tread carefully here mother was biblical mother was literally a, a, a reimagining of the Adam and Eve story that's how I saw it and Pedro asks out of the prequels you guys think episode 3 was the worst oh yeah 100%. oh yeah by a country 100%. fucking mile nothing even touches it Pedro Hundred percent. People will talk hesitate. about episode one being bad. Episode one was annoying because of Jar Jar Binks, and people are like, it was boring because of the trade talk. It's like, listen, war has a. There's a reason we have to start the war in Star Wars, right? All the seeds are being planted here. Episode one has got some of the most important story development ever in Star Wars. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. That resonates throughout Star Wars. They never let go of that line. 
the forming of young Anakin, the pod race, Qui-Gon Jinn, the first seeing a, a Padawan Obi-Wan Kenobi, the jewel of the fates music, that fucking lightsaber fight with Darth Maul played by Ray Parker at the end. Yes, there are moments in episode one that lag, but oh my God, it's got some good moments. Shit me, episode two is not a good movie but it has its moments that I think are good. I actually got quite a kick out of seeing like a Colosseum of Jedi fighting at the end of the movie. CGI is fuck, but it was entertaining. Episode three, I was like, what are you doing? Do you what know what are you doing to me? Do you know the sad thing about episode three? If I, if I break this down, is you know what's meant to come. You know what's coming from this. You know it's the birth of Darth Exactly, Vader. so yeah, make you know it hit. You make know it it's, hit. Essentially, it's also... It, it gives you the birth of Darth Vader, but it also leads to build the continuation because this was pre-Rogue One. It gives you the birth of Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. So it's got a lot to fill and to give. Yet they didn't touch on that. They showed you that they, they, they've got this, I'm going to use a wrestling term, they've got the heel turn developing, but yeah. everything else that built around it is weak and it doesn't have the substance to what is the biggest payoff that you can essentially work with. I once had a friend, I'm going to shout out James here, who said what made Rogue One his perfect film is because you know the beginning and you know the end. You know what came before it, you know what came in the end. So mm. it was just a gap, and that's all they had to do. I don't know if I agree with it, but that's the way he saw it. And it's the same here. You had the biggest payoff ever. You've got all the boring stuff, if you want to, of trade talks and what has built mm. the... We've seen the rejection in episode one of what why he shouldn't have been a Jedi, but we've still done it. You can see it building, right? So mm-hmm. you, you've got all the seeds there. You could have even seen a part. Of, you could have even built on the conflict of the murdering of the kids and redeeming back into Anakin. And, oh, my God, what have I done? I shouldn't have done da, da, da. And a real yep. battle. You could have yep. worked on those bits and developed yep. it so much. But no, it didn't. was like that. So easy. It, he just it, turned. It was just easily. that. And it's like, okay, I, 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 you know, it, it was essentially... Jekyll and Hyde, you know, it's like, okay, no, no, Jekyll's long gone, it's, it's, it's the beast now, the beast is out, and that's it, and it was like, n- And the no. beast wasn't even that much of a beast, because the beast had one fight as the beast, and he got his ass kicked, because of the higher ground. What a beast. And, and that's the thing, and I think the payoff that should have come from this film makes it even worse. So as you Here's see, the thing, Vader turning should have had the same impact that him saying, I am your father had. It should, it should have been that level. It should have been a moment in cinema history that people never forgot. That it Was that important? It was fucking Empire Strikes Back. I would have loved to have been alive when that movie came out to see people's reaction when the first time someone said, I am your father. It's a moment in cinema history. Vader turning should have been that big. And it should have had a bit no of one, explanation. It's a up thing. When people talk about Revenge of the Sith, people don't even talk about the Vader turn. They and talk about or, the fucking or the birth of the twins. All the birth of the twins. So the two biggest plot points are just breezed over. Darth and, you know, Vader. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go with thing. Vader. Darth Vader. And the thing is, you could have been like, henceforth, my young whatever. I, don't, I was going to call him Padawan, but it's not that. You will be the one. My young apprentice. Yeah, my young apprentice. You will be the one who will invade many planets. And for that, you shall be the Darth Vader. Like, even just using the word invader and take off IN to give it something. Like, that's me off the top of the dome right now within two minutes. Give it a bit of 
beef. Like, give us some story. There was no mention yeah, of Vader him. anywhere. There was a piece before. of fucking knob cheese that fell off of his crusty old man brain, and he was like, oh, that's a good idea. I don't know why I pulled it from, but yes, it's Vader. Well, yes, we'll go with Vader. No, there was no history. Vader. It was like, Darth Vader. Okay, yes. People know about the 1977 movie, so that will do. You're Darth Vader. Like, Fuck off. No, doesn't work. Exactly. Like, I'm not asking, even what you said, I mean, the reasoning would have been nice, but it's not a necessity. We never got a reason why they were called, like, you know, Lord Tyrannus or Darth Maul. There was never an explanation to the names, but it but was they were the there not, already, bro. And this is like exactly, the biggest exactly. feeling of exactly. all time. This is, a rever- this is a Sith creation. There needed to be. I, I maintain what I said. To create Darth Vader should have been handled with the same power that him being revealed as the father was. As a result, even people who defend episode three, they never fucking talk about that scene. It's always, oh, but that fight, you know, 50 years in the making, we finally got to see Obi-Wan and Anakin fight. It's like, yes, but... But you know what? I'll even tone it down. I'll even tone it down because we know it's coming. Let's play it the same way you play it with Dread. Mama's not the law. I am the I law. I am the law. Like, yeah. just, just play it with that one. So it doesn't have to be as big as, as a reveal, because we know what's coming. But we, 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 we've been three films deep. Mm-hmm. Tell us that earning, you know? But hey, we digress. Fuck this film. There we go. And Pedro Sanctos says, Darth Maul had the high ground in the Phantom Menace fight, didn't he? Exactly. Exactly my point. Darth Maul had the higher ground, and the higher ground didn't do shit. Jedi are proven to be able to force jump. And he had a much higher ground than Anakin and the step. Um, goes on to say, all actors on to perform. Natalie Portman was terrible. She was. Anakin, I truly, deeply love. Bleh, terrible. Uh, Frank Torres says, history is remembering uh, Revenge of the Sith kindly. We're getting an Obi-Wan TV show. With- yeah, exactly. This is my point. It's remembering Revenge of the Sith kindly. It's a pile of shit. But it is a piece of abominable shit. Wait, I just want to go back to the previous statement. Mm. Do, do Have you seen The Reporter with Hayden Christensen? Because I, that was just part of the comment that was there. Um, I haven't seen No, but I've, as I said, I've seen other films with Hayden, like Jumper. Awful. Yeah. Um, what was that gangster film he did where he played the baseball-wielding gangster? Awful. I have seen films with Hayden. Um Pedro Sancto says, replace Hayden in those films with any other actor. Anyone would struggle with that material. They would. They would, they would, they would. The point I'm making is that the same way Rob Reiner and Carrie Elwes, both great, so you direct Carrie Elwes to say a terrible line like, as you wish, and he elevates it. You've got a bad director in George Lucas directing a bad actor in Hayden, so anything they do together is even worse. I'm not saying another actor could have made that line Greatness. I could have elevated it a bit, though, because he couldn't you know have what? done worse. Just, just bringing this back, uh, when we were talking about selected, chosen, what have you. Fun fact for those who don't know, you showed it to me before. Hayden was actually meant to be Leo. Yeah, Leo <laughs> DiCaprio was meant to be Hayden. Was meant to be Anakin. Mm. So yeah, it just shows sometimes. Goes back to what we were saying at the top of the show, right? Yeah, Leo was selective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Riri Thomas says the irony of the line at the beginning. This is where the fun begins. I know, right? <laughs> Horrible irony. Horrible. <laughs> right. Over to my number one. Well, it was the punt from earlier. My number one, I think the quintessential pregnancy movie. One of my favorite all-star cast pregnancy. No, 
it is my favorite all-star cast pregnancy movie. Hugh Grant, Julianne Moore, nine months. I, I just have a blank if I'm going to be honest. I love this film. I love this film with every nerve and sinew in my body. I think it perfectly captures everything that pregnant couples go through in terms of the people they surround themselves with, in terms of the choices they make, in terms of the fear that they have, in terms of the in people influencing them. Because let's not just forget, you've got Hugh Grant, who's very much this, you know, I can't remember what he does. I think he's an architect. Yeah. Julianne Moore's a school teacher. Hugh Grant's very set in his ways. You know, he drives his sports car. He's got his cat. These are things that are not baby friendly. Julianne Moore gets pregnant. What's the first thing he does? He has a fucking car crash because he's so afraid, right? Not, not the best start, is it? And he's already shown up until that point. He doesn't really like kids. He's not at that point in his life. Well, you better get on board the train now, motherfucker. Unfortunately, Hugh Grant has friends like Jeff Goldblum, who is a struggling artist and who's no, 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 no to kids. So you've got one side, Hugh Grant, being funneled with these ideas of kids are bad, kids are evil, kids are bad, kids are evil. Meanwhile, Julianne Moore has gone and made friends with Jeff Goldblum's sister, played by Joan Cusack, who has like 10 kids and is expecting an 11th kid. And you've then got her husband, played by Tom Arnold, who's trying to get Hugh Grant on board the idea of, hey, you know, kids aren't so bad. And then you've got the wild, zany Russian doctor played by the late, great Robin Williams. My God, Robin, I miss you so much, RIP. Who just doesn't give any level of reassurance during their whole medical procedure and in the build-up to the medical procedure. And I can tell you, yeah, accurate. Fair play, fair play. So the obviously, being your number one. Gold. It's gold. I just can't remember. I, I have this. I remember having fun with it, but just can't remember enough. And I was like, oh, so funny. It's so fucking funny. I love it. So talking I Robin Williams, you know what was in my head? At the end of Jumanji, he's going to become a dad, isn't he? Mm -hmm. Was she not pregnant at the end of Jumanji? Mm -mm. Robin Williams, she wasn't, okay. No, she was. She was she very was. pregnant. You're quite yeah. right. Yeah. And Bonnie you know, Hunt was pregnant. You are quite right. That nearly made the list. And I was like, and then I started to think about the whole situation of that film. And it goes back to the whole john sending his dad back it was like this whole um what it must have been for alan because essentially he'd done a bit of a captain america he got to live life perfectly as opposed to the the trauma he went through in there and i was thinking of this whole thing i was like this poor guy is going but this couple essentially are reliving their entire life for him it's different but his partner was reliving life all over again knowing that she's done this before but it's just slightly different because he's involved now and mm. it was just this weird thing that i'd never ever thought about like this memory of knowing these kids and forever anticipating and knowing that keeping contact with these people because you're going to find out who they, these kids are and being able to recognize them like you finally get to that point of a life-changing moment in your life you can't even mm. be like hey i know you so weird and i was just like hey but yeah, I, I wanted to put Jumanji in as a nice redemption for someone who'd been through absolute hell. He was able to become a father. But yeah. yeah. Um, what was I saying? Frank, uh, yeah, Pedro Sanctor says, Leah dodged a bullet there. Uh, yeah, a little oh, bit. Yeah. Uh, Frank Torres says, Nine Months is my number one too. Such a kind movie with an excellent cast. Agree. And then Frank Torres goes on to say, that fight scene in the... <laughs> yes, the fight scene where they kick the shit out of Barney. <laughs> so good. Hey, come on, bring your little Nancy friend along with you. Right, you bastard. <laughs> so good. I, mean, I actually, yeah, I'm, I'm going to rewatch this film. But, oh, bro, the scene that I have a major every, every fucking time is when they're giving birth at the end. 
and they bring in the 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 anesthesiologist comes in and he says, "I'm about to administer the epidural," and the needle is like that long and like that thick, you know. Like and Hugh Grant's like, "You're going to put that into my wife?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Robin Williams. Is, uh, you'll see, you'll see. This is why women give the birth because men cannot handle the pa. <laughs> Well played, well played. Oh man, I love that movie, man. God, I love cool. it. Cool, love, cool. love, love. What's so, well, we know our ones and threes are reversed, as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah, Juno. Um, so yeah, obviously, when you like, I saw the beginning of Juno. I I, I don't know how it. This is the era of pirate DVDs. Let's let's just call it what it is. Yeah, stuff would come to you. They may not be in the highest quality, and you just start to watch it, and you're like. Eh whatever flick it to a side yeah i remember watching it then and i got somewhere and i was like i don't know if this is for me and left it there mm. but it's always stuck out to me as a film about pregnancy so when this came in i was like there's sure. no way i can't see juno it just seems weird i i embraced it because it was so different to everything else so mm. maybe it's not because it's the freshest but it's, it was also for the fact that it's so different i get what pedro was saying when he was like it's not it does feel very sitcom-y in parts. It can feel very sitcom-y. It doesn't... It, it has the... It has the pregnancy, but it doesn't in a way, because it's like... You, it, it, it's bypassed in a way, the way she lives her life. It's like, yeah, I'm carrying a baby, but I'm... You know, she's so set in what's, what's going to go there. You're looking for... Essentially, the ebbs and flows of it. You're looking for the pregnancy pains. You're looking through the, the life lesson from it all, you know? But it's not there. And that's what I thought was quite refreshing to it. It was like... She's set in her ways. She she she's showing adults how to be adults in certain places, and it it develops into this story. And then when you think you're going to get your ultimate Hollywood ending because they're starting to reunite, and she realizes who the love of her life was, it's like, no, we're not giving you that either. And that's where well, I thought they do. But, but, yeah, but what I'm getting at is in a normal, I don't want to say normal, but in a traditional Hollywood film that where you look at it and she starts to realize that's the love of her life, you then predict that you're going to see a part where she's like, no, but I can't give away my baby. And it's, you know, they, they find a way to survive despite all the struggles. They didn't do that. I still see it as a happy ending, you know. It was, it was, but it was a different happy ending. It wasn't the predictable hmm. happy ending. And that's what I thought was quite challenging about it. I, I get it. It's not, it, it feels like something's missing in the background of Juno, whether it is a, a a canned laughter or a studio audience or something to it. It's it's not, but it felt very art housey to me. It felt something different. Oh, mega. It had a different mega. Yeah, it, it's it's something different, but was refreshing to me. And that's what I really appreciated about this film. And the more I toyed with it, I was like, where do I put it? Where do I put it? Maybe yeah, because were... I'm challenging muscle memory on other parts with some films. So I like I could watch nine months and be like, bro, you were right. Like, you know, I could be wrong. But it was something I have to say, the, the idea of Jason Bateman playing a sexual predator really upset me. It it was awkward. I, I oh, I was uncomfortable. Uh, it, it was, was uncomfortable. so uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, but it is weird because it had that it had that part as well where how can I say it? it, it I don't want to call it a midlife crisis or defend it, but it was this kind of no stop. I'm not predator, defender. Sexual predator. Of course it is. It, 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 wouldn't, it won't be broken down. It won't be broken down in the case of, oh, but he was right because of, no. She's, she's not, no. By, by no means is it acceptable. 
but it it it's weird because you believe and it's that way that it kind of leads you to think oh god is it is it is it going to happen is it not and she's and this is what i'm saying to that point of her being an adult to adults she mm-hmm. smacked all into place you know and it was like this is that it was it was refreshing to see that's what i felt with this film i found it refreshing what i really liked was her family dynamic i thought her relationship with her father actually warmed me a lot a lot and it, it was they didn't over they weren't over emotional with it it was the little things he did like saying hey i'm gonna come with you to that meeting i don't want you to be alone that that made me feel and and you know what it's a natural dad instinct when he's like Mm. when i see that kid again i punch him in the nuts like it's just that you know he didn't say in front of her that was the thing i was like do you know what that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum tum i like that and i thought the scene where the stepmother who had a kind of on off yeah. even just they weren't the warmest yeah. with each other you know the fact that she came to her defense when that they go uh, for the scam. oh what a cunt and can i tell you we had some midwives like that at st mary's hospital yes i'm name dropping and yes i'm talking about natalia the midwife in the lilac team from st mary's you're a cunt st right? mary's Paddington, yeah yep okay. we had a midwife exactly it, like essentially that. just I, more name dropping but hey cool place I was born there, but yeah. Um, Yeah, Natalia, Lilac Team, St. Mary's, Alfred Ward, you're a cunt, right? Because sorry, that scene in Juno, she tried putting a move like that on Anya, this Natalia. And that's when I went nuclear on her. I was like, Anya, step outside, please. Daddy's got some talking to do. And yeah, I gave her the same sort of treatment that the stepmother gave the midwife in this movie and i was like maggie i've been there i know this to be real i respect that yeah no that that i i found that quite warming as you said it wasn't like the world's like oh my stepmom because again the story could have been written that it was just her mom but they, you know it's purposely written to be a stepmom and it's not yeah. again it's not they're there they accept each other they tolerate each other but it's that bond of family like yeah we may fight as i always say to people <laughs> what goes on between me and my brother with me and him you mm-hmm. have no right to be involved and it's that same thing here like this is our family we may not be perfect but we are who we are yeah you know and correct yeah it was it was it was displayed beautifully i i it it, it was against the grain and that's what i actually really appreciate about this film like, it took me a second time to watch it hence why even rosemary's baby hasn't been demolished by me right now, okay you know? it could have been a, a nothing sometimes you just need to approach a film with an open mind and that's what juno done and yeah to Pedro's credit, though, because Pedro has said a few times, Pedro Santos has said he didn't enjoy it. It didn't age well. That's one doodle that can't be undone. Home skillet is one of the most asinine lines in cinema. It is very quirky, and he actually goes on to say they don't feel like characters. It's overly quirky just for quirk's sake. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they were trying to make it more about the moment yeah. than about the actual characters. So I hear that. It didn't overly bother me but i do agree with you pedro that it was very much quirky for no i get it i get it as i said it felt like something was lacking but it was a different approach that i appreciated at the same time what i want to hear from everyone in the chat now so pedro riri frank tucky error 84 if you're still there all of you who are in there right now biffa the hobbit this goes out to you too all of you guys drop your top 10 movies featuring pregnancy mixed memorabilia of course if you're still there please bring it on i want to hear your top 10 movies and we will shout you out right now as we're planning our top 10s Biffa the hobbit then says 
to lilac when god put teeth in your mouth he ruined a perfectly good a-hole yes burn gifts i like that one um right so i would like to put juno in there i have no objection i would also like to go for nine months like it's not my fault i don't remember it i have no objection can i pitch you what my other the other two that i'm toying with are um predestination because this is someone impregnating themselves fucking literally not. <laughs> <laughs> go based on how twitter is behaving i do think nine uh, sorry i do think that rosemary's baby needs to be considered in there Can I go? Can I just stop you for a second? Tell me. I'd prefer to put a quiet place. It's, it sounds like a winner. It's well, I was going to say place. in the fourth spot, I was going to say it's a toss up between Fargo or a quiet place. So, a quiet place has definitely made it because we both had a vote for it. I'm happy to put a quiet place in. So it's now a toss-up between, between Rosemary's baby, baby and Fargo. I don't want so to put not up in. I'm just looking at my list again. It would have been interesting, but I feel we've doubled on the comedy already. And I guess in nine Let, months... Let's ago. ask people in the chat to help us out. Rosemary's baby or Fargo? If you could only pick one, which goes in the Rushmore? I mean, pregnancy, I mean, it's even in the fucking name, isn't it? With, and Pedro, know. never apologize for that. I shouldn't go on on Juno. In the end, it's just opinions. And no, I no, like no, 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 no. It's discussion. We appreciate it. We appreciate discussion. Opinions are good. That's what this show is about. Honest, open, unbiased opinion. We like having opinions like that, Pedro. Bring them on. Love it. Pedro thinks Rosemary's baby should be going on there. I was going to go with Frank Torres, what do you guys think? Rosemary's Baby or Fargo? I'm going to go with it. I mean, I don't want to dismiss the people's choice. If it also says Rosemary. The focus is on a, the pregnancy in that one, whereas it, the other one is a juxtaposition and it's there, but it's not the folk. Like the, the story could have continued without it. Yes. Without her being pregnant, whereas yes. Rosemary's Baby relies heavily on this solely yeah okay and when you take it into that oh, fuck's sake. phone died when you take it into that context that's what we're talking about okay it's featuring pregnancy but that's what they're about all of those films will do it i guess, guess we're settled on our rushmore then very easily yeah um very straightforward I don't think people are really going to argue with it either, if I'm honest. But... No, that's a really nice, round, diverse Rushmore. I'm happy with that. You ready to rock and roll? Yeah, let's do this. Are you okay to drum, or do I need to? I can drum. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of movies featuring pregnancy in no particular order is... Rosemary's Baby. Our second entry is nine months. Our third entry is a quiet place. 
our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of movies featuring pregnancy is Juno. Now, can I just say, as much as they are featuring pregnancy, those could actually be about pregnancy for a Rushmore as well, just so we've really done it. Yeah, no, they actually could. Um, I do have Pedro's list here from Twitter. He wrote in and said, my list, keep it on films that deal with pregnancy as one of the main themes in the story as opposed to simply featuring a pregnant character. Uh, number 10, Never Look Away from 2018. Number 9, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always from 2020. Roma from 2018 at number 8. 7, One Sings the Other Doesn't from 1977. Number 6, Titan from 2021. Number five, Story of Women, 1988. Four, Four Months, Three Weeks, and Two Days from 2007. Three, Children of Men. Two, Rosemary's Baby. And one, Citizen Ruth. And you can follow Pedro Sanctos at Pedro SRN. Sorry, at Pedro 43532109 on Twitter. Anyone else got some top tens? Drop them below now and we will shout you out. Screenshot that and send that over to my phone, please. Sounds like an interesting list to, sure. to build up. I, yeah, that would be kind of cool. Um, okay. Do we have anyone else to add? Uh, are we there? We've done the Rushmore, AJ, so you need to lead us into the no, next. Bro, I, was the point, I was giving people the, 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 the point to get in. Um, Pedro also mentioned Don't Breathe was surprisingly good. Not a movie about think, pregnancy, oh, but yeah. a great list. Cool. Um, okay. Right, come on, so, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Right, okay, yeah. So, guys, it's normally we have this whole debate of what this Twitter thing and what have you. This week was pretty easy. Why? Because we, the Silver Screen Dudes, have had the challenge of picking the top four, top four films featuring pregnancy or about pregnancy as it <laughs> ended up being. Now, the challenge is on you to go through the challenge to vote for El Capitan, El Numero Uno, and to quote Highlander, in the end, there can be only one because you will now vote based on. The four films that we mentioned being um, Rosemary's Baby, Nine Months Juno, and A Quiet Place. All you have to do is head on over to at movie MT Rushmore, or more importantly, we love movies, JD, uh, JT <laughs> from Movie Pulse for you, who will just, who will, who will put the post out, we will be retweeting it. So that means only one vote, and you will be able to vote for your favorite film. Last week, our topic was. Last week, our topic was the best courtroom movie. And our contenders were? Our contenders were My Cousin Vinny, Philadelphia, 12 Angry Men, and Rashomon. We had 493 votes. Quite a lot, actually. Uh, a few comments, as always. Mixed Memorabilia, who's with us now, uh, live, says 12 Angry... Oh, sorry, I can't read that one because it gives away the poll result. Uh, Andy at Andy Swaff says, These are all good, but Rashomon... I ah, can't finish reading that because it gives away as well. Um, okay, Mixed Memorabilia said another one that gives away the result of the poll. Frank Torres, who's with us now, says one of the scenes that won Marissa the Oscar. So that's my cousin Vinny. Uh, Big Slick 68 says 12 Angry Men, and it's not even close. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and watch it soon. You will not be disappointed. I agree. Uh, Christmas is coming, says how can anyone vote for anything other than 12 Angry Men? Other than those who haven't seen it, obviously, it is the best courtroom movie. Yes, better than A Few Good Men. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, 
Richard Murphy says Marissa Tomei and this scene in and this scene in particular wins it for me. And she's showing the scene of the judge going, "Is that your opinion? It's a fact." <laughs> uh, Dave at DM Shroyty Five says Rashomon doesn't take place in a room; it takes place outside. It's a great movie, by the way. And then Andy Swaff says, "I'm guessing they didn't have courtrooms in feudal Japan in feudal Japan, right?" So it's the equivalent of a courtroom. Pete Ledesma says, presumed innocent and a few good men. Not choices, but thank you. Some kind of friend, he says, it's anatomy of a moida. Not a choice, but thank you. Although I do need to see that one. Ali Junaid, uh, Junaid says, Philadelphia. Uh, Nua Nuan Sen has just shared a gif of 12 angry men. Tuscan Tiberius DL says, 12 angry men. Sydney Lumet. Uh, Mama Snowy says, I also like the inherent win to kill a mockingbird and witness for the prosecution. Yes, these all came up last week. Witness uh, for the prosecution, I really need to see. That came up too much. Bro. Yeah, in it. Uh, Surge at Caltech 4 says, 12 Angry Men is one of the best films of all time. Topic aside, I would kind of agree with that. Yeah. Uh, M Hatter 106 says, Vinny, and yes, I have seen 12 Angry Men. 12 is great play, but Vinny is the better movie. Oh, I'm not sure I can agree with it that. Depends how, it depends what you're looking for in a film. Uh, honestly, it depends what you're looking for in a film. Uh, right. Then we've got Gary Klein who says, whoa, whoa, the verdict, is, the verdict is clearly the best courtroom movie. Eduardo Bernal says Rashomon is the best. Uh, Aeon James Quinn said... Pitting 12 angry men against my cousin Vinny, you sick bastards. <laughs> I like that person's reply. That that works. Take it away, AJ. Um, right. So I'm gonna go with this just because I haven't heard anything. No, no, I'm gonna go with my thought process. I'm gonna go with my thought process as opposed to what I've heard. I somehow have this fear that Rashomon wasn't heard of enough and came in fourth. Correct. Rashomon came in fourth with 8%. Bro, I knew it. I knew, the it. I knew it. The disrespect. The it's, disrespect. It's, it's, it's the knowledge. It's the knowledge, man. I don't even want to be deep. In at number three was the one that just did not get mentioned. Philadelphia. Again, the disrespect. You are correct. Philadelphia, number three with only 18%. I wonder what, I wonder what a few good men would have done. This is interesting. Right. A few good men instead of Russian. Philadelphia, though, was our chance to give people a reminder that it's out there. So it's spoken. Mission accomplished. Re edutainment. It's tough, isn't it? Just because Vinny, I love to the hell, but 12 Angry Men opened my eyes to the way I like my brain to think. It's very similar to um, a film that nearly made it on my list, um, An Inspector Calls. So I'm going to go with Vinny at number two. My Cousin Vinny is at number two with 30%. That's a clean sweep for AG, AJ. 12 Angry Men in at number one with 44%. Big stuff, guys. Thank you very much. As always, it's been mega fun. So I appreciate you all. Once again, if you... You can always watch a video, but if you're underground and the tube just messes you up, you can listen to us without having to watch it. And that is available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Deezer, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Geo7. So that's there. Again, at Movie MT Rushmore. We will be picking up on the Insta again. Probably turn of the new year, so I'm not even going to plug that right now. 
But thank you all once again. And yeah, do hit up at Movie Pulse for you and at Movie MT Rushmore because that's where all the action goes. And more than anything, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a Yeah, bring some movie fans along with you guys for those of you who are tuning in regularly. But even if you can't, we appreciate you so much for coming back each week. Uh, Bifford the Hobbit says, thanks, Nico and AJ. You are most welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Pedro Sanctos says, thanks. Much fun doing this interactive. Pedro. Dude, it makes it more fun for us too. Awesome oh having God, you here. Yeah. Awesome yeah, having yeah. you all here. Riri, I know you're still out there. Great to see you again. Uh, all of you, great to see you, all of you again. Um, although I do have to just emphasize this last thing, guys. I We are going to have to start thinking about making the show a touch shorter because two and a half hours is a little bit much to be for me to be taking away from a two-week-old baby. So we might have to do a bit of condensing yeah yeah this this is the thing guys this is the thing it, 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 it it's we timed it wrong we timed it wrong i'm not gonna lie we timed it wrong we came back at a time that we we the, the global one allowed us to come back but there, there are dynamics in this even for myself i know there are people waiting for me so it's a tough one but we do love the interaction um we, we we're trying to grow if it, hey, I'm not telling anyone to sponsor us, but if there is a sponsor out there and we could drop the other stuff, then you have us all day long. But yeah, it, it, it's it's a, it's an interesting balance, and we thank you. So we will be back. We're still on an earlier time next week. We will try and condense it a bit more. Um, but yeah, no, thank you guys so much. It it really really is appreciated more than you guys would ever know or imagine. So until the next it time, is- I am the one AJ Anthony Jordan. It has been blessed, guys. And I know I dropped the ball last week and I said there'd be some classic movie reviews on Thursday. Sorry, didn't have time. Baby got in the way. Aiming to do a video this coming Thursday, celebrating 20 years since the first Harry Potter movie came out, if you can believe that shit. Hey, Neville Longbottom. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a rewatch of the original Harry Potter and do a kind of modern review and see how I'm not promising anything myself because I'm doing a bit of nursing as well as working at the moment. Um, there may be a Ghostbusters review. There may be. I'm not. I, I, I'm Ooh. not promising, but it may be there. It may be there. Should time for a bit. Okay, guys. Until the next time. See ya. See ya. <laughs>